right, all right. I, I, I like when they give us the whole uh, intro song. The extended that's a great version. Song. I think that's the only thing that stayed static with the Voo show. Not even the name has stayed the same. No. But that one song was a great pick six years ago, right? Bob, I love Bob it. Bob Long to my right, famous announcer. So, and <laughs> throwing across from me, you guys are dressed really nice, but you're making me look bad. They, they've, they've got like nice Oxford shirts, man. Eric is pulling the Bill Belichick today with yes, the hoodie. Yes, I pull All he needs to do yes. is cut the sleeves. Yes, well, it just seems like, uh, you know, it just seems like that kind of goes with my personality. <laughs> Roll out of bed look. I do it so well. So anyway, Bob Long, Thorne, welcome, my friends. Good afternoon. I just want to say everybody's been so busy this weekend. Bob, the, now you're, you're, I listened, I saw your, I'm going to call it your TV soccer, college soccer gig, because... It was visual and audio. So tell yes. us about it, my man. Well, I am right now broadcasting for the Garnet Sports Network, which is a part of Swarthmore College and their athletics. Last, past, I guess, the weekend before this one, they were in their Centennial Conference semifinals and then finals. They had the opportunity to host that. I was asked to come in and provide broadcasting services. It was a great experience. Swarthmore actually lost their championship game in the second overtime period against Johns Hopkins, a traditionally strong Division Three powerhouse women's soccer team. But with the Monday, I believe it was Monday, the selection show for the NCAA tournament, because of their resume, they're 16-2-1 on the year, guys. So a great record, resume, strong conference. They earned their way into the NCAA tournament, earned the right to host the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. So wow. I was I was asked to come back. I broadcasted two games yesterday and then today. Unfortunately, I'll have to leave after about an hour here, so I know you guys will take it the rest of the way, but it will be Swarthmore against Catholic University of America in the second round of the NCAA tournament for a chance to move on. And they're in a loaded bracket, so this is far from the end. It's just one challenge along the way, but the Swarthmore team is playing well, and it's been a great experience, some great hospitality from the good folks over at Swarthmore College. Now, you did you did our show proud, Bob, and you did yourself proud. So, like, I've always predicted bigger things all the time for you. <laughs> I sticking, appreciate it. And you're sticking with the soccer thing, which I think was the only good advice I may have given in the last 10 years. Hey, I gave it to you. I said, love the game. You're good with that. It's a growing sport. Love the Thorne, game. Thorne, you're coming, you're coming from a long way today also, my friend. Now, you, you just put on some sunglasses out of nowhere, Eric. That is that is making me feel weird. What's happening? Why it's like he's, sunglasses? It's yeah, like he's you know? playing I, poker. I, I, I know. The World <laughs> Series of Poker this did one, just end, so he's, he's channeling his inner just one of these days where you year. just feel like you want to hide behind something? I know. The show starts. I'm just, I'm just hiding. You, you, you turn into your, this. Your, your, your effervescence is so bright, man, that I is have that to what cut, it is? I he's got a royal flush draw door, and he just doesn't want us to know it. I might take them off if I feel more comfortable. And his topics. Jim Morrison, the famous singer with The Doors, when he first started playing, in the local clubs with the doors, he used to not face the audience because he couldn't do it. He, yeah. would, he would do the whole show back. And if you ever know what happened with Jim Morrison, he certainly lost his stage fright over time, including taking out, you know, going on stage naked, cursing at the cops, getting arrested. <laughs> so like he got over that. So maybe I'll be able to take these glasses off soon when I feel a little more comfortable with you fellas. So last last evening, uh, I went to New York to celebrate a birthday party Uh with my sister. It was a fantastic evening. It was at the one, um, it was on the eighth floor, and it was a great time. However, um, my mom thought it was a different type of party, 
And she did not have so much fun. It wasn't her age group. <laughs> it wasn't her type of music at all. Um, but I'm back here in Philly, uh, excited about the show. More, more importantly, excited that Bob and I are all pastelled out in our well-ironed shirts. And um, Bob leaving for, you know, everything that I do, I personally feel like Eric has had some... Uh, influence as far as broadcasting, marketing, you know. It's um, very nice of you. Thank you. And, uh, Wait, and if it's a good thing, it, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the story is yet to be written. In <laughs> retrospect. Um, mm. and, and Bob always, I remember the first time I asked uh, Eric, why did you call, you know, why is where, the weapon? Where did the weapon come from? And, you know, Eric was telling me, well, Thorne, uh, he seems to be able to just get everything done that I need. You know, so, you know, I I said coming in here, Bob has always been a, a mentor of mine. I've looked at how we did things, how we spoke. Um, this is my first show. So, you know, he's somebody that I really looked at to, to get a good, um, a good essence of how to do it professionally. And, sir, uh, it's always good to hear great things, and we always expect great things from you, sir. So well, I appreciate that. Certainly mm-hmm. do. And let's go to another professional we have on the line right now. He's Simon Allen. He's the Dalai Lama of soccer, and you can catch him on SimonAllenSoccer.com. Always great to have him on. Simon, how you doing? Loving life. Thanks for inviting me back, fellas. Uh, I hope uh, Philadelphia is treating you well. In our heart, you never really left, Simon. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'll say to that. But anyway, I don't. I didn't get the memo. All these guys are just really nice. Okay, I find you. Well, know. I'm. 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 Essentially, it's it's about eleven thirty, eleven fifty here in Los Angeles, and as usual on a Sunday, I just got up about ten minutes ago. I had a cup of tea. Had a little like bit a of gentleman. breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then, absolutely, and then uh, uh, quite honestly, I'm in my pajamas. So uh, we're we're running the gamut of of fashion uh, on the Venezuela yes, for everyone to hear. <laughs> so I think you know, I think the first thing that we need to at least mention is once again, a huge soccer venue is a a terror a site for a horrible terror. You know, and why is it, Simon, that so many of these horrible things not you know are somehow touch soccer? It seems. You know? Well, it's a really it's it's a very it's a very deep question because uh, it's one that you can't really answer. You know, when it comes to like bad things happening, terrorism happening surrounding football, but it always goes back to that football is the greatest um, thing invented, probably in the universe, that brings people together. And so if and so when you go yeah. to a stadium, it doesn't matter where you're from. We're all sort of one humanity, and so bad people tend to want to break up that humanity, tend to want to destroy that humanity, and one place where humanity, I think, is probably the greatest uh, is in a soccer stadium, and I think terrorists know that, and then they try to break that up and try to destroy that, and it's a, it's a horrible kind of world we live in, but I always think that goodness will prevail and if you in think- everything, and I think soccer can be a cure for a lot of these bad things going on in, in the world. Hey, Simon, you, you, you think about soccer as being the world's game, which I don't think there's any question that, that it is. You know, even when we're talking about third world countries, okay, every country, you know, has a stadium, maybe not quite as big, where they can have a gathering. So what is terror except to, to scare people and have people on edge? Every, every person who listens that say, hey, if I'm going to go to my major stadium to watch my Ecuador team, you know, this could happen to me. I mean, it's kind of saying, like, I, I don't hey, so. no one's no one's safe. Thorne disagrees. <laughs> Go ahead, my man. 
Um, but I'll let Simon re- respond to, um, to your question, and then I'll respond after Simon. Simon, sir? Well, I, I, and I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. You know, in, in America, we, we, sort of had an, we sort of had a sort of a domestic attack in a, in a movie theater. And so when that happened, no one really stopped going to movie theaters. They just sort of, somewhere in the back of their mind, they said, well, we better be careful. We better look around and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the, the innocence of going to a movie theater and escaping into a different world, mm-hmm. somewhat, you know, now is a bit tainted. And I think um, with, with soccer around the world, you know, it's, no one's going to stop going. No, it's in the lifeblood, but I think it's going to be in the people, back of people's mind. Like, let's just look around and see. And that, that, that in itself is a is a bit of a a, a bad thing. But it's not, nothing will change. People will still go to football. They'll still be. They'll still not see color. They'll see the color of their jerseys or the color mm-hmm. of their skin. They'll still not see religion. They'll see the religion of football. And I think it'll be. Uh, I, I think things will absolutely go on. But the thing that the terrorists did this week is that now we have that little little sense of fear in the back of our minds when we go in and I hope that sort of doesn't last too long. So what I think we should do is take this opportunity because the the purpose of terror is to really cause that to overcome people, the fear of something that something may happen. It may happen to me at this event. So I think as a as a people, let's say as a soccer nation, which we all are a part of significantly, um, we have to do a, a be a bit more pro, uh, proactive in dealing with this terror. So one, we have to let's say instead of becoming more fearful, let's band more together. And also let's, let's take part in getting rid of it in ter- as, as opposed to leaving it to the authorities. Uh, we need to take responsibility to be aware of who's around us, be aware of uh, you know, how our neighbor's doing. Is anybody having problems in their lives? See, you know, deal with people. But I think we've, we've become a little bit separate as a society and now as a result, those bad men could now step in and try to separate us some more. And, and I'll add a little bit, Thorne, I think, and this will probably go slightly in a different direction, but in this country, the security that goes along with, with big events mm-hmm. like soccer games, like football games, it has gotten so, I mean, too down to a science the way that, I mean, you got to go through a metal detector to get into a Major League Baseball game. I don't know if that was the case in Paris or not. I l- seem to think that that would lead to those types of changes. However... What does a movie theater, and then I'll take an example of of the Boston Marathon, what do those have in common? And the common thread is that there is really no security walking into a movie theater or simply being in a city street. There's nothing you can really do to observe, (laughs) screen every person that walks Mm -hmm. in there. So, And and I don't want to say what's next or anything like that. Honestly, a big part of the reason that it hasn't happened here is because this country has tried extremely hard to keep people of of the ISIS um, out of this yeah. country. And, and again, no. don't want to get too, too deep into it, but I guess what I'm saying is... It's hard not to, though. Right. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is major sporting events, I mean, what you see in France, I don't want to say it couldn't happen. It would be made much more difficult given the security measures that are being taken place in this country. However, Boston mm-hmm. Marathon, movie theaters, the common thread is that there isn't that security upkeep. Associated with this, Bob. Apparently, the bomber went up to the stadium. They wanted to pat him down or do whatever. He well, yeah, that's he true. He stepped back and he detonated the bomb. Is, is, is right. That's yeah. correct. So actually. there's so your security. security. Yeah, there it is. And that's but a good where point. Where was he heading? Was he going to go sit down next to the prime minister or the president of France? Probably. Or, I mean, or really? a scientist or really? you know someone. I mean, right. Scary, some scary, scary stuff that we deal with.
Except, yeah. no, it's not scary. It's exciting. You know why, Eric? Wow, that's that's a weird comment. No, no, no. Right let there. me tell you why. It's, let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's uh, look look at what's happening, Eric. It's these things are happening more and more and more. It's uh, we are being pushed and pushed into a more safe zone where it's almost like they haven't. They're requiring kids to now go through metal detectors in their schools. They're requiring kids to now have um, microchips in there and their ID cards that they, if they don't have it, they cannot buy food and they cannot borrow books from the library. I think this okay. is going too far. Uh, we need to, let's say, stamp out the violence, stamp out the terror, as opposed to just saying, well, there's terror, so let's be safe, 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 safe. All right? So let's say there's work to be done by leaders in our community. There's work to be done by the men and women of our world and taking back our countries and our children. All these countries that are being bombed by terror, by ISIS, there's little kids there. I feel some responsibility as a man, as somebody who could see it happening. Um, and I say only it's exciting because it makes me uh, want to work harder to, to stop it. <laughs> you know? it's certainly, but it's terrible. It I understand gets your that. Attention. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah. And then you I can may either have... hide from that or go to the light and do something about yeah, it. Let's, that's yeah, let's face line. it on the front lines. Right. Let's go right there. Okay. Let's do it now. So, Simon, getting back yeah. to more mundane <laughs> things, or actually maybe less mundane things, if you really want yeah. to think about it. Uh, you, got, you got the four teams that are left in the final semifinals. Oh. Yeah, and uh, before we get there, Simon, let's actually pause 10 seconds for Station ID. We're here at the top of the hour live on 610 WTEL. The city of brotherly love. How you doing? And sisterly affection. We are 610 Sports WTEL AM Philadelphia. Five, so it throws off our timing. Oh, I'm back on. Okay. 10 so seconds is 10 seconds, Eric. 10 seconds is certainly a 10 yeah, seconds. That went by very fast, didn't it? Yeah, that, yeah you know what happened? We, we started 15 minutes early, so it's kind of thrown off my biological clock. Okay? <laughs> so, I'll, so I'll probably now quickly, have a child with web feet, okay? But anyway, so Simon, we're down to the final four in the yeah. MLS. Now, yeah. I, wanted, I didn't get a chance to talk to you. Tell me you know, your thoughts about the Galaxy. Certainly, you know, they, were, they were swept out of this whole thing very quickly. A bit too quickly for my for my taste, to be honest with you. Um, on a personal reason, it, you know, I was always um, sort of counting on uh, counting on an extra three or four paychecks uh, <laughs> when the Galaxy are in the in the uh, sort of in the playoffs. But uh, now I'm sort of wondering, like, who do I blame for not being able to buy Christmas presents for the for the children? Uh, <laughs> with that said, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, this is a wake up call. Uh, teams like the Galaxy, like Seattle, um, like the teams that spend money on stars that don't gel quickly enough. Indeed. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I think we've seen a lot of things in MLS going on off, you know, in this, uh, literally now, as we, as we speak. But I think I'm going to change MLS for the, for the good in the future. But one of the things was the Galaxy crashing out, you know, literally in the first round. And people are asking themselves, you know, can a t- you know, do teams need a Gerard, a Keane, you know, uh, a DP defender, uh, a, a Gio dos Santos? Do they need these big name, big dollar ticket, uh, you know, players to do well? And then so we see things. We see team like Dallas, essentially mm-hmm. made up of young, talented academy like players, and we see a team like New York Red Bulls. Which have significantly lowered their budgets. We see these teams going further and further, and so now there's a sort of a bit of a change 
and what I think people are going to be thinking about when it comes to getting a team together in Major League Soccer. So, Simon, let's say, what would be an ideal, as you speak, and I'm thinking about balance, I'm thinking about mixture. You know, I, I'm thinking that this this uh, experienced player who has had world-class experience, stardom, he, he, he's, he would be a great mentor, a great leader. So yes. I see value in him. What, what balance do you think in the MLS, what type of balance do you think we need in terms of young players and, and legendary players? Well, I think we have to look at the, the here and now or, uh, and see a team like the Red Bull, okay? okay. And we see the team like Red Bull that have, uh, you know, the right Phillip brothers, uh, Sasha Kleschen, and, you know, maybe a couple of other, you know, sort of higher big names, but they're very, very inexpensive compared to, let's say, like Steven Gerrard, or let's say compared to, you know, uh, even Clint Dempsey. So you've got these players that I think, and, and I want to put it this way, these players are, you know, second-tier you know, English players, let's say, or, or, or championship players, they can come in. The gap between those players and, let's say, the American college players that have to fill in the, the holes due to monetary reasons isn't that big. So it's easier for those teams to gel. The money is, is, is obviously very, very low when it comes to, you know, player salaries. Yeah. And they seem to be more of a team than, let's say, the Galaxy, where there's three or four high dollar, big-name, talented players that played in the premiership and all around the world, and then there's a gap. You go down, and it's like, wait wait a second, there's a cavernous <laughs> gap between yeah, yeah. you know Steven Gerrard and the other players that were playing. So you obviously need a lot more time to gel, and that's where we saw what was happening you know, with, with, the, with the Galaxy. So ideally, we can look at what's going on now at the Red Bull, let's see how far they go, and say, well, that could be a good balance. Okay. Fantastic. We're talking to Simon Allen right here on Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show. And also a reminder, we'll have Mark Serber of Fox Sports and Bobby McMahon of Forbes.com on later. Simon, as we get into you, talk about some of the talent and everything else, the Red Bulls, their, their payroll, their roster. Two teams that maybe haven't been at the top necessarily or, or those featured clubs in the Western Conference, now they meet in the Western Conference Championship, FC Dallas against Portland. What are your thoughts on, on that matchup that will begin next Sunday? Well, I mean, that is, that is the, the, the matchup that I thought would never happen. You know, I mean, for crying out loud, it's, you know, it's Caleb Porter and the Portland Timbers, quite possibly, the, you know, one of the, you know, uh, I don't even want to say, I don't really like him as a manager. I think he, he, he has probably one plan in his book. You know, if there's a playbook for, for soccer coaches, he has probably one plan, or, and I always joke, if his playbook is, go, is the alphabet, he barely goes to C, uh, sometimes <laughs> even to, to B. Um, and, and that, I think, is a, is a testament to just, you know, the way the league is set up, that, you know, you can get into that sixth-place spot or fifth-place spot, you can still move forward with a, a few good games, and all you need... It's, it's almost like Gerard Houllier was the guy that could you know, get a season going, but Rafa Benitez was the guy that could win the, the important games, so to speak. And I think that's, I'm not comparing him to Rafa Benitez, but that's amazing to see the Portland Timbers play. And on, on the flip side, you know, Dallas, I think, has quite possibly the third best or, you know, manager in the league. And, and, and if you take out Bruce Arena and Ziggy Schmidt, I think Dallas has the best uh, manager in the league, and I, and I really, really, really like Oscar Perea. I think he knows how to take young players, nurture them, and, and bring them up to sort of the academy, to the reserves, to the first team. 
And that would be ideal to see FC Dallas uh, essentially go through because then we have that extra layer of, you know, that extra layer of the onion, so to speak, in, in Major League Soccer to where there can be teams that can go out and buy big players and there can be teams with, honest to goodness, great managers that can bring up, you know, I don't know, uh, you know local stars and still compete. So it's, an, it's going to be an amazing, you know, Western Conference final. And Simon, we don't want to certainly jump too far ahead because we have four great games ahead of us before we get oh, yeah. to the final. But on December 6th, will be the final between the winners of these two games. And we were talking before the show, obviously over the years there's been one MLS final. It's reminiscent of the way Champions League handles things with legs leading up to it and then the final is just a final. Do you think that works? I know that there have been so many discussions about whether playoffs is the right way to go. I tend to think it works here in this league, in this country, in a competitively balanced salary cap topped league, uh, but do you think that the way then they go about this bracket and seeding and playoffs itself works out well? Uh, you know what? I am typically un-Euro about this. I'm absolutely very American about this. I love and, I've, and, I, and for the record, I've said it a million times, I love the playoff system. It doesn't matter how you tweak it. The excitement is still there. Right? I mean, you can't... Let's, let's think about it this way. You go tell a bunch of Columbus Crew fans and a bunch of New York Red Bull fans, hey, you know, what do you think of the, uh, you know, what do you think of the, the, the playoff system? They'll go crazy. They'll go, Absolutely. Oh, we love it. They'll scream it out. We love it. And then you say, well, do you want to tweak it? They're like, no, it's great. You know, like they won't want to do it because it brings out so much passion. You know, it brings out so... I mean, it brings out fans too, by the way. I mean, there are some sure. fans still left that are like, I'll just wait till the playoffs. That's great, you know. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I, I kind of don't like the charity number six spot. You know, I don't like expanding it too much, but I can understand that if it brings in revenue, if it, if it ratchets, ratchets up the excitement, go for it. I mean, we need as much publicity in Major League Soccer as possible. We're competing every day with... You know the, the Premier League and La Liga, and right now, I mean, right now there's, a, there's an American football match going on. Imagine if there was soccer going on. Who would be talking about soccer? So we need to bring the excitement level up to a fever pitch. Uh, you know, pardon the pun, and and um, mm. you know, and make it more accessible to more people. And I, and I love it. I don't want to ever get rid of the playoffs. By the way, that's that, right. I think that's a very bad. That's a very bad sort of um, sort of. People say that we want to get rid of the playoffs because it's, it's so American. I say no. Leave it. It's great. Simon, we have we have our other guest, Mark Serber. I think it's holding, Fantastic. and we're going to try to keep everybody. Can we get all three people? We have a caller as well. Can we get all three on the line at, the, at one time? Is that doable, Mister Producer? Looks like we just lost uh, Mark. We'll see if we can get him back. Oh. But we do have Anthony on the show. Anthony, welcome to Vuvuzela. You're on with uh, Bob Thorne, Eric, and Simon out of L.A. How are you today? Hey, thanks for having me. I just appreciate um, the show that you guys have and talking a little soccer in the Philadelphia area. It's good. I'm glad to be a part of the show. Thank you. Absolutely, Anthony. What's what's on your soccer love in mind today? Did we just lose him, Anthony? Well, he was there for uh, a hot minute. It was good to hear wait, from him. At uh, least he's at least he was. Uh, hopefully, he'll he calls come back. back. He'll call back. But, but, he got his 15 seconds of fame. That's awesome. That's right. <laughs> wow. He sounded great, too. No, he, he's, I'll tell you, he's going to call back. But anyway, we have, uh, we, we, have, we have Mark on now, Mark Serber. So, hey, Mark, how you doing? We're trying. So do we have a deal that we, we can't have two? He, we're very confused. So yeah. anyway. Well, we do have I'm, Mark now. Here's though. what I'm going to do. Simon, my friend, yeah. I'm going to let you go or only All because right. I, I, only because I, it looks like we, we have the two callers at a time deal going again. I thought well, we were by that. A, I 
I think it's the one LA rule, one LA person. It's the rule. LA thing. <laughs> I thought that, it is. You know, that's what it is, man. So anyway, my friend Dalai Lama, so great to have you back, and you know, my pleasure. Well, I hopefully it'll be the start of doing this when, all the time. When are you gonna? When you have me on your show, sir, I've been. Um, uh, I will. I will. Let Let's talk about it. I want you on ASAP. We have lots to talk about. Fantastic, Dalai Lama. We right, love you. I you know, Quick pitch for your show, man. Quick pitch. SimonAllenSoccer dot com. Lots of great interviews in, in the in the forecast. Keep tuning in, and obviously, obviously, this show right here still the best soccer radio show in the universe so uh, hope to be back on real soon thanks man. you got it Simon talk to you real soon so there, there we go, go. That is Mark Simon I'm very Allen. sorry I did a horrible introduction I didn't even I didn't let you on my friend so how are you I'm doing very well how are you doing we're doing great so we were talking we got we we're going to talk a lot of MLS playoffs today but so we got a we got a little um, waylaid with uh, obviously what went on in France on Friday and how you know soccer was was related in some way to that. So we started talking about the MLS playoffs, and of course, you being another fellow in LA, uh, your thoughts on the Galaxy bowing out very very early uh, uh, in the playoffs this year. I think they just they peaked a little too soon this year, where in other seasons in the past they had peaked at the right times. At the same time. Their form heading into the playoffs and then in the playoffs, of course, itself was just absolutely dreadful. Omar Gonzalez looked like a completely different player from the player he's been in years past. And the whole team, it just didn't play to the level that it's capable of. And, you know, that happens to teams. They sometimes hit form a little bit too quickly, and then other times they're out of form. And they just went into the playoffs on a very low note. And they continued that into the playoffs and didn't find their best. And a lot of the midseason acquisitions, as good as they were, as grandiose as they were, I think that still throws some that still throws something off. And so the fact that you have these wonderful players come in, you had games where you could see that they would be absolutely magical. They just it wasn't as if they had come in in preseason and could build that chemistry all the way throughout. So I think that's another factor that kind of flies under the radar as to why the LA Galaxy bowed out the way they did. We're talking to Mark Serber right now, Fox Sports. And Mark, do you mind if we bring on a caller to perhaps ask you a question? No, of course not. And Mark is well versed at anything we can throw at him. That's so exactly. Do not Always despair. prepare. Right now, we right. do have Anthony back. Anthony, I know we tried you before and and lost connection. So happy to have you call back. Oh no, thanks for thanks for having me on again. Like I said, just uh, appreciate what you guys are doing and love the show. Um, I, I was just calling just to talk a little bit of Manchester City. I know uh, it's a little change up from MLS, but I'm missing the EPL this weekend with the oh, international yes, break and are. everything. Yes, we so, are. So, you know, I just wanted to get your th- um, thoughts on them and their prospects from going forward with the season, especially with the Champions League. Mark, you want to take that? The Champions League has always been hard for Manchester City, and and you're just looking at the way that the English teams have been struggling, and there's actually talk about if not enough teams go through to the next round that they could lose a team due to the European coefficient. And for Manchester City, I don't think that they're ready yet to win a Champions League. I don't think that they're built yet for the Continental game. Are they getting there? Sure, their Champions League have gotten progressively better over the years, but at the same time, I don't think the English teams are just suited for this European competition. And right now, I don't think that they compete can compete with the likes of a Barcelona or a Bayern Munich. I mean, those teams at the moment just look like machines who are playing on autopilot, and Man City is by nowhere near there yet. And they still live and die by Sergio Aguero, who we know is injury-prone. And if Aguero goes down, as he 
has been in and out of the lineup, then that's something that I think will really derail City's chances in terms of the Champions League. That's not to say they're not going to go far. They need a favorable draw once they make it to the knockout rounds, but they're not going to win it this year by any means. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking for progress, you know, definitely getting through. Um, you know, they definitely already made it to the knockout stage. But um, they have done well this season. Um, you know, they missed Aguero and David Silva for the past month, and uh, they've been undefeated and unbeaten in that streak. So I agree with you. Do you think um, the lack of English success in there has to do with maybe a lack of a winner break or the fact that maybe uh, EPL teams kind of beat each other up sort of in um, SEC-type fashion? <laughs> That's good. It's, That's good it's something that – as, yeah, I mean, it's a perfect analogy, but we've seen EPL teams have a ton of success in the past. I mean, go back to the latter part of the last decade, and I think three of the four teams in the semifinals of the Champions League at one point were English. And so I think it's a, it's a matter of the fact that the EPL game, of course, grows in stature every year, and the league gets tougher every year, and a winter break would definitely help. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, the, these teams in the past have shown – that they're able to to fight through that winter break and still have success in these continental tournaments. I think that's what's killing them is the style that they need to win in the Premier League is so different than the style that they need to win in the continental tournaments. And so you need two things. You need depth, which some of these teams have, but just not in enough abundance. And you also need the ability and the fluidity to change your game. You need to win ugly sometimes in England and win with style, and then you need to be able to switch over to a European game, which is very hard to do when you're playing on a Sunday, Tuesday, or Sunday, Wednesday schedule. And so to have to switch from that mentality tactically from one day to the next without a lot of time on the training pitch to prepare is very, very tough. I mean, just to give you an idea, you look at the trouble Brendan Rodgers has had in the last few years. Well, the reason he was successful in his first season was he pretty much, after they got dumped out of the Europa League, had a week to train his team every single time to get them ready for that game. They don't have that time to get ready to switch over from an English uh, EPL mentality to a continental mentality in time and enough reps on the, pit, uh, on the training grounds before they step into that European competition. I think that's what really kills them more so than the winter break. Yeah, I agree. I actually think that if Arsenal winds up getting bounced out and doesn't make the Europa League, that could actually wind up helping them in the EPL season. But again, I was just um, curious to see how you think the um, City will finish in the EPL as well. Well, City's going to finish in the top four, there's no doubt about that. But I think one thing we're seeing this year is that there's a lot more parity in the league. Teams that we never even would have dreamed of are not only in the top half of the table, but right now are sitting in those four spots. I think by the end of the season, quality is going to tell, depth is going to tell, and the status quo is going to take over. But I think at this point, you can't sit there and say City is definitely going to win the title, um, but they're going to finish within the top three for sure, and, and they still have every chance of taking the title. Anthony, yeah, we yeah, uh, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for calling in, and, uh, and hope you enjoyed the chance to talk with Mark Server. And I, if I could just say before yeah. Anthony goes, Anthony, I'm just going to say this to you, my friend. They, you know, you're going to be in the Sweet 16 of the Champions League. I mean, you guys go for it. How many cha- as a Tottenham fan? How many chances do I get to get to there? You know what? Why with the players that you guys have? I don't know, man. I, I'm not, I'm not going to give up the ghost. I hear what Mark's saying, but 
Why not, yeah, man? No, yeah, yeah, why not? Saying, I think, and I think Tottenham actually. I think Tottenham's actually going to uh, make this year's Champions League. I'm very impressed with their um, with the style of play that they had. They look very impressive against Arsenal and the turnaround from a Thursday Europa League game and that type of performance. And Kane's in excellent form. So I think things are looking up for you as a Tottenham fan. Thank you for the kind words. <laughs> All right, so, also, and thank you for having me on. Also, you, Mark, before you leave, um, no, Mark's sorry, the Anthony, one, yeah. Anthony, Anthony's um, gone, but he's probably Anthony's still off. Listening. Sorry, you um. You're a caller. I just want to give the number out, 888-728-9941. And also to other callers, Anthony, shout to you. We have a promotion going to encourage callers to call the show uh, where when you call in, you get to shout your crew. You know, so you have your, your friends, your folks, anybody you want to big up on the radio, you can shout them right before you go. Do you there know, you Thorn, that we have some shout outs? We have shout outs. We again. have shout outs. Oh! It's excitement. <laughs> All right, so Tony, sir, could I call you Tony? I thought I, we spoke for like 27 minutes. I thought I could call you Tony. That's Mark. Are you calling <laughs> This Tony? is Mark. Tony left already? Oh, uh, Tony left. <laughs> Tony left. <laughs> ah, he didn't shout his You crew. could call him Marco or something if you like. <laughs> I didn't see. Mark, I apologize. You can shout your, your crew too as well, sir. Okay, of anyway, so we do have some crew shout outs. I'm going to do that in a second. All right. Uh, once I get rid of doing this little business here. But anyway, you disagree with me there, Mark, that a team of cities makeup, really, you don't believe that they are there? And do you blame that pretty much on either the coach or the fact that they once again play the tough Premier League schedule, which I don't always agree with because I think you have this tougher leagues that are just about as tougher, maybe even tougher than the Premier League, my opinion. No, the, Bund- the Bundesliga is just as tough, if not tougher. In fact, I think the Bundesliga is more physical and always has been. And now over the last decade or so, they've added the technique and the tactical side of the game, which has made it one of the best leagues in the world. And so that's no longer an excuse that the English Premier League can use. And, in fact, I think it's one of the reasons that they are struggling on the continental levels because the other leagues are catching up to them in terms of the ability to play that game, but also the ability to be more fluidity in the way they they shift. Now, I'm not saying Manchester City doesn't have the potential. I'm not saying that they don't have the players or the depth to be there. And I'm not saying that the EPL is a burden on them. I don't think that they're there yet. But I think that in, in, in a results-driven business and in a modern world where we can get everything at the touch of a button pretty much, we want success right now. And we still have to realize that soccer is a game where teams are always evolving. Teams are always building. And I think City are still one or two years, if not three years, away from that. But at the same time, with the money that you've put in, with the players that you have, with the coaching staff that you have, you have no other choice to go for broke. So they have to go for it on both the, um, the EPL and on the continental stage, the UEFA Champions League. They have to go for it in whatever tournament they're playing in, whether it be a domestic cup, or European Cup, or the league, and they have no other choice. And uh, honestly, even if you're like Bournemouth, what's the point of stepping on the field if you're not going to go for it anyways? So Mm -hmm. they should go for broke every single time they step on the field. There's no excuse. There's no reason to say we're going to take it easy in one competition over another other than saying, okay, we're going to use the League Cup to get maybe our younger players some experience and rest our guys as we need to rotate. But other than that, you still want to win every single tournament you step on the field. And if not, you shouldn't be at a city. Yeah, I'm going to call into doubt. Uh, Eric and and you, I don't know if you said necessarily or agreed with him, but Eric's point that the Bundesliga is is just as competitive as the English Premier League. I, I understand. I mean, Bayern obviously Actually, is a fantastic Mark, Mark team. Mark said that. 
Just you said the, that to start, didn't you? No, no? Mark, Mark okay. I just said there's guess, a couple <laughs> leagues that are very close or maybe okay, as okay. competitive. I got but Mark, you. I think, kind of I'm just sitting there watching. There. I'm sitting yeah. there watching Bayern Munich and Stuttgart, and, and I did not see a team that would win many games in the English Premier League. Perhaps, perhaps that's just simply a testament to Bayern Munich. And yes, I know that they also beat Arsenal by, by four goals a few days before that. But just, just watching some of those games, I'm just not sure that I can can fully get behind the Bundesliga having the depth of the English Premier League? Oh, not necessarily the depth, and I, I completely agree with you, because when people ask you, you know, do you think the English Premier League is the best league in the world? I say, look, tactically and technically, I really don't think it's the best league in the world. Sure. But the bottom line is that I would much rather watch Stoke versus Sunderland than I would watch um, Celta Vigo play Osasuna or something like that, mm-hmm. And if you're talking about bottom teams in these leagues. And I still think the same thing is about England over Germany. Is I'd rather watch the bottom teams in England go at it rather than the, the bottom teams in Germany. I but know. I still think that the Bundesliga is starting to creep up into there where the teams are as competitive, but there is that gap still at the top that's so big of the Bayern Munichs, the sure. Dortmunds when they're on the top of their games, and there is with the rest of the league. But then the parity within the rest of the league, I think, is – is more so is getting more so close to England, if not already there. And the, I guess the devil's advocate to my point, and even what you were saying there would tell you, well, yes, you'd rather watch Stoke and Sunderland because the marketing of the English Premier League has led you to believe that it's better. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that contention, but that's a contention that's out there. So if you had to handicap, I don't know if this is the best way to ask the question, but how much of that statement saying, I'd rather watch Stoke versus Sunderland, how much of that is based upon the fact that you know we know more about them, it's covered more, it means more to more people in this country versus the increase or decrease in quality? I think it's absolutely huge. I mean, part of it is it's what we know, it's what we grew up with. It's it's the reason that before the advent of the global marketing, before, you know, the Internet and everything, those American soccer fans love Manchester United because it was like the Yankees are probably over in Europe. Is that before you could watch any baseball game online anywhere, the only team Europeans knew was the Yankees because they were the only team that, before everybody else had built a global brand. The English Premier League built its global brand before all the other leagues did, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why, for my personal preference, Stoke versus Sunderland would take precedence. Okay. I also think this is uh, something that I feel watching games or going to games, we really, really like, especially players. We, the fans are why you play. So I think we like the Prem a bit more because of that sound, that sound of that stadium. That's that, you know, that those 100,000, 70,000, 80,000, every premiership game. Um, you, you talk about the Osasuna. I, uh, I think that it plays a big part. You know, it's like a big event. It sounds good. It sounds awesome. You feel like you're there. You have surround sound in your house. I'm watching the Prem. But I think... Absolutely. I hear Sorry, that. No, it's okay, Mark. You go. But I mean, I, I understand that. But I just don't think that that is the be all and end all no. excuse to why the the you know the English teams don't do well in the Europa League and things of that nature. And they're going to lose a spot. They're going to lose a spot in the Champions League because of how poorly they play. If if these other coefficients should be considered, yeah, you know, maybe they shouldn't be uh, well, losing a spot I mean, to Italy. Yes and no. And Mark, uh, I'll let you go in a sec as well. But 
I'm going to take you back. This might be a year or two ago. Do you remember when um, I happened to be up very early in the morning and you wanted my thoughts on the Philadelphia Union? We chatted a bit. I was watching the British Open in golf. I don't know if you remember that. This is a while. Uh, you know, I apologize, yeah. No worries. But, but I, I guess the reason I bring that up is, right, there are different golf tournaments. The Ryder Cup and the President's Cup are the exact same thing. It's the United States against, in the Ryder Cup, Europe, and then in the President's Cup, South America, some other, or South Africa, things like that. Some of the people from Australia, just lots of different countries. But it's a Places that 12, don't bomb us for sport, basically. Sorry. I'm not going to go there. Okay. But yeah. essentially what it is is it's the same competition. Now, why is the Ryder Cup thought of so much more fondly or so much given so much more importance to the lay golf fan? And it's simply because of marketing. It's simply because of the way those tournaments are promoted. And uh, I, I guess that's the point I make. So whether right or wrong, Eric, it's simply what people choose to watch and what they know more about. Of course. But if I can make two points to that, I mean, first of all, I think that Copa Libertadores was promoted in the same way that the Champions League was promoted to the Anglo-Saxon part of the United States, or the Anglo part of the United States, excuse me. I think that... Maybe it wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't have the following that the Champions League does, but I think it would have so much more of a following. Because you talk about the atmosphere, and first of all, the, we can't discredit the atmosphere in Germany is amazing. I mean, the atmosphere at Dortmund games probably trumps ninety nine percent of the atmosphere. You know, at English at English matches, at English matches, but the atmosphere and the passion that is played with, and the skill level in the Copa Libertadores is is almost on par with that of Europe. In fact, it's those best players. It's the Neymars who are shining there first before they go over to Europe. And I think that if more games were shown on English television, more games were marketed, then there would be a really passionate following after a couple years on the Copa Libertadores. And so it it is a part of so much of it is marketing because it's just that it's an unknown quantity. And it's something that we haven't been told, hey, you know what, you should be paying attention to this. But those few that are paying attention to it, they develop a passion for it. And so I think that that is an argument to be made, is that, you know, if these things were marketed differently, if they weren't entrenched as a tradition to us over the years as the Champions League has become, then, yeah, there would be um, more similarities, just as there is between those two golf tournaments where there's similarities, and yet there's a big discrepancy in which one gets the coverage. Mark, you know, we always love having you on before. Before I let you go, I just want to know, we didn't get too much a chance to talk about the MLS. We've got four teams who are kind of, uh, I don't know if any of the teams have won a championship besides um, Columbus. Crew, yeah. I mean, you know, so what are you, what are you looking at now? Now that some of the the regular uh, faces are kind of kind of gone from this. What, what do you see going forward with the two legs coming up? And, and what do you think of the, the week off, by the way, or the two weeks off between uh, the quarterfinals and the semifinals as well? It's a, it's a blessing and a curse because players and then they can get their fitness back up. But at the same time, when you have two weeks where you're not playing game, you lose that flow, you lose that momentum that you've carried over, and it's the teams who can adjust best to the circumstances who are going to do well. What I love about these semifinals is these are teams that haven't – they've invested in 
depth. They've invested in quality players in every position. And their youth academies, with the exception, I would say, of Portland, who've even admitted that their youth academy isn't where the other youth academies are, are unbelievable. And so you're seeing that these teams that have gone for their investments in making sure that they're solid and have depth in each position, even though they don't have as high a payroll, are being successful without going for that home run ball signing in a major European or major South American player necessarily. They're bringing in wonderful, solid players who have done an excellent job and have built an, who've built really strong teams. Now, the Red Bulls and FC Dallas, I watched the U16, or U15, U16's Academy Finals. I was lucky enough to call that game. It was between FC Dallas and the New York Red Bulls, and you are seeing what having a strong development academy does for these teams. Now, what I'm looking for in these matches is the fact that I think what you have tactical fluidity in these coaches, which is something that we haven't always had in the U.S., and we have... U.S. coaches that have tactical fluidity that have shown their ability to change their system, and that's what's really excited me is watching the battle that's going to play out not only on the field but also in these coaches' heads and what they do with their players. I mean, you see what Caleb Porter did moving Darlington Nagby into the middle. He's no longer isolated. He's more connected with Valeri. Since the, the, game, the three games left in the season when he was moved into the middle, since then he's had five goals. Uh, five goals and an assist. And so you've seen that um, Bradley Wright Phillips can drop back from that lone striker role into that three-man uh, midfield line right behind the lone striker and what Grella has brought to the table. Um, so I'm really enjoying the fact that it's all-encompassing with these teams, that they have good, strong rosters, they have depth, and they have the tactical fluidity that I don't think we saw in the MLS beforehand. Um, what I'm looking for in these two matchups is I'm looking to see how the two center backs handle uh, Kai Kamara um, in the matchup between the Red Bulls and Columbus, especially considering that four players, including Miyazaga, are on yellow cards. And in the other match, it's going to be real interesting to see Portland's kind of passing game get the ball out wide and move that ball forward through Wallace and how Nagby continues in the middle versus an FC Dallas team that is very quick in transition and very strong playing through the the center and very creative. So you have a lot of really interesting pieces here to watch. It's not just going to come down to one or two things, but it's going to come down to who wins the entire war as well as those individual battles. Okay, so anyway, Mark, thank you. We're, we have to, we're up against the break. Quick prediction for the two, two series? Uh, it's going to be tough to call. I actually think um, I'm going to go with FC Dallas, and I think that um, the New York Red Bulls are going to surprise people and, and go on past um, the Columbus crew if they can keep their players out of uh, getting suspended for the second leg. Very good, my friend. And where can we hear you down the line? Anything planned right now? Hey, I'm going to be doing uh, the early morning Champions League matches on um, Fox Sports next week. Nice. So I'm uh, really excited about that. And um also doing uh, some indoor soccer with the San Diego Soccers. So if you want something a little different, uh, indoor soccer is an awesome game. And, of course, you can always find me on Twitter at Soccer Server. All right. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks, Mark. Always good to talk to you. Okay, there you go. Thank always you, Always a pleasure, guys. Thank Take you care. so much. Okay, well, wonderful. So that was, that was some good stuff, my man. Yes. Looks like we got a caller. What's... Well, we're going to take a quick break, though, first, Eric. Oh, a quick before, break. Before we do, though, we want to ask all quick our listeners break. if they love football <laughs> and if they love their club and country. I certainly hope the answer to both of those is yes. So then what you can do next is follow the World Quiz Cup on Twitter. 
where you answer football trivia questions and take your club and country to world glory. There are 19,000 followers, and that was as of about two weeks ago when we got this Mm -hmm. memo here, Eric. I'm sure that number has ballooned since then. So 19,000 followers as of a couple weeks ago, you know that's still growing. Just search for at Football Quiz Cup and follow us to see the questions and start playing. And we'll take a quick break, come back on the other side. We have Bobby McMahon coming up from Forbes. Really excited to talk to him, and we'll see you guys right on the other side. Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Are you a soccer fan wondering where you can catch the soccer match with a great pub atmosphere? The Iron Abbey in Horsham is the place featuring EPL, La Liga, and Champions League. Also a proud pub partner with the Philadelphia Union with early openings Saturday and Sunday for the games with a great breakfast menu and food menu to complement the atmosphere. The Iron Abbey voted Best Bar of the Year 2015 offers 40 beers on draft and over 800 bottles to choose from. Visit their award-winning bottle shop, The Loft, for great takeout and mix-and-match six-packs to go. If you're a soccer fan, you you have to check out Iron Abbey, the official soccer pub in the Burbs. Go to ironabbey.com for schedules and like them on Facebook to stay up to date. Please check out the Iron Abbey presents Vuvuzela World Soccer Show every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Roughneck Scarfs is proud to be an official sponsor of the Vuvuzela Show. Roughneck specializes in custom scarves for schools, clubs, supporters, and corporate promotions. They're also the official scarf supplier to U.S. Soccer, MLS, USL, and NCAA. Visit roughneckscarves.com and use promo code VUVU for an exclusive discount on your next scarf order. Roughneck Scarves. Better service, better designs, better scarves. If you suffer from pain or tension, Dr. Frank McCaffrey of Academy Injury and Health Center can help. Academy Injury can help you get out of pain just like they've helped many patients in WTEL's listening audience. In fact, mention the word soccer and receive an incredible first visit special offer. Call Academy Injury and Health Center at 215-637-1212. That's 215-637-1212. Academy Injury and Health Center can get you out of pain and enhance your performance. Okay, uh, you know, as part of our pre, uh, we're back with the Vuvu show, by the way. Bob Thorne and myself want to thank our guests, Mark and Simon, Mark Serber, Simon Allen. Great guys. We did our LA thing. It's like our Thanksgiving present to our fans out there, and it just gets better. I, I have the pleasure to introduce for at least the fourth or fifth time, Bobby, Mc, the, the one and only Bobby McMahon. Bobby, are you there? Hey, I'm at it. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Now, before you get in, I know you've had a little bit of experience behind the mic. Yeah. Now, our, our, our young man, Bob Long, here is heading out to do a college women's soccer NCAA tournament games today. Any, advi- 
Any advice for him, my friend? He's very good with the names and all, but any advice from a, a sage broadcaster <laughs> like yourself? You know, so it, it never, I never really kind of, uh, when I got involved in the broadcasting, but I, I just, I, I think what I did, is I was just myself, I always had great passion for the game, and I think when you allow that kind of passion to, to come through, I think, uh, I think it, it, it generally makes a connection with the audience, so, you know, just let that, let it rip. I like it. I appreciate and he does. the advice, Bobby. And he really does. And we're very proud of him because he's getting us out there in the public, which is, you know, the, the everything everything for a grassroots show like our like ours. So, indeed, Bob, indeed. we're going to we're going to say adios to you. We're going to wish you good luck on the pitch today. Do you say break a leg or don't break a leg? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Either way. Break I, a mic. I, <laughs> don't break I a mic. I appreciate yet. the sentiment. And, uh, and you guys have a great rest of the show. Bobby, I know only got to talk to you for a second here, but thanks for the advice, and, uh, and hopefully I'll see you soon. All right, sounds great. Good luck, Bob. All right, so there he goes, off into the wild blue yonder, actually right down the street here, but what well, sounds good on radio, right? So there he goes, is the plane, the, your helicopter's on the roof, so be careful. Try not to make too <laughs> much you. noise yeah. while we're on, okay? So, Bobby, my man, how, how are things going out there in Winnipeg? Winnipeg, yeah. Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Plugging away, plugging away. It's uh, kind of good, uh, good week, so a lot of football on, a lot of soccer on, obviously, with... Uh, you know the the club's taking a break, but we've got uh, we've got you know Euro qualifying going. We've got uh, World Cup qualifying in so many areas of the world, and uh, never never a sort of break in the controversy that surrounds the game as well. It's as you know, Eric. It's uh, it's it's fodder for guys like us. There's always something to talk about. It's always something. I mean, we brought up this. You know, we we started this show. Obviously, mentioned what happened on Friday in France and. It's it's interesting how soccer and soccer venues always seem to be involved in these things, or many times seem to be involved. And I don't. I mean, the whole story was, you know, where was this bomber heading? Do we know? He was heading to the stadium. He stepped back and he detonated his bomb, right? Uh, when the security challenged him or asked him to pat him down or whatever, wanted to pat him down. So once again, soccer gets involved. The first thing I hear is there's something throwing a big fr- a French friendly. So how about your thoughts on that kind of thing? And I know where you're going to go with this, but I'm just curious to hear what you think about all this. Well, I, I just think that when you when you consider the, the worldwide appeal of, of the game and the vast crowds that the games attract, in many ways it's it's sort of been surprising that that it hasn't been a uh, the, the games like the the France Germany game haven't be- become more attractive to uh, to terrorists. Of course, you know you go back to the Olympics and the horrible uh, horrible happenings in, in Munich in 1972. Um, but you look at sort of the, the, the most you know projecting off the, the the happenings of of Friday. We now look at what France 216 is going to be like. And I think, you know, we, we've got used to saying that after 9-11, that in terms of when there's international events, international sporting events, there'll be unprecedented security. But the reality is, in terms of France, I think there's a very good chance it'll be the highest security level we've ever seen in an international sporting event because of that very, very real threat and, and the, the fact that there have been so, so uh, two very, very high-profile attacks in, in Paris in the, the last little while. I think it, it really puts the, the alert, 
the security kind of risk assessment over France 216 to an unprecedented level. And I think the other thing, and not many people seem to know this story, surprisingly enough, but there was a plot that the, 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 the French police and international um, law enforcement agencies uh, uncovered in 1998 that was going to involve an attack on, I believe it was an English game, and also an attack on the US men's team in the hotel. It was very much at the beginning of a plot, but it was kind of brushed under the carpet, but that was, that's was that been pretty well documented over the years, so um, it's not one of these these uh, situations where you, you kind of go through the airport and you wonder why you know, you're getting frisked again for the, the you know the hundredth time as you go through the airport, yes. and you wonder if it really does any good at all. Yeah. When you're talking about high-profile events like that, there is a track record, and there's a very real threat uh, that it, that it will attract that, this kind of attention. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Bobby McMahon on uh, Vuvu Soccer. That number to call is 888-728-9941. That's 888-728-9941. Now, Bob, I, looking at the, this week and the international events that you uh, that you mentioned, uh, I mean, as far as the soccer goes, I, I, I feel like a traitor to the cause and to the sport, my friend, because I just don't like when everything stops and we, you know, the U.S. plays whatever that whatever that team they played this week, okay? Uh, and I, I and, and but the real soccer heads like you, Bobby, they seem to really like the international break. What am I missing here? No, I, th- I think I think I think I think probably a little bit of what it is is um, it's interestingly enough, I was having this discussion with somebody who's kind of been a recent sort of uh, convert to, to soccer, and they're asking about you know the the the, the, the coordination of the calendar. Uh, around the globe and it's not so long ago that that calendar wasn't necessarily coordinated in the way it is now in terms of set breaks so they were much more sporadic um, but with the point I was trying to make to, the, to, to this young man was the, the reality is that the game has become so globalised in the last 10 to 15 years so when you've got players playing in Europe um, from South America, from Africa you've got African players playing in MLS uh, you've got Caribbean players playing in Europe, Brazilians playing in Russia you know, you go on and on and on the, the reality is you've got to have some sort of set break I think in, in many people's minds apart from the World Cup finals themselves, and maybe, maybe it's an exaggeration to say many, but I would say certainly some I think there's been a, certainly a movement towards um, fans some fans identifying more with their club than they do with their country. And I think that that you know, talks to this, this kind of sometimes this, this dip in interest when it comes round to the international break. I, I still very much think there's a, a place for international soccer, and I think there's, there's a, a number of very, very good reasons why we should continue to embrace it and, and, and support it. But I think for some people, when you're looking at... Um, uh, just looking at taking the, the, the Arsenal game last week against Tottenham, I don't think, I'm pretty sure they didn't have an English player on the field um, to start the game. Um, so when you're an Arsenal fan and you're looking at that lineup and you've got French players, you've got, a Chile, you've got Chilean players, you've got Spanish players, uh, you've got a Czech goalkeeper, um, you've got Germans on the team and all the rest, it really is your own little mini international team in, it, in, its, in itself. So I think that, that globalisation in, in, in some ways is, has worked against um, international football because they know that basically the club teams are always going to be better. The top club teams are always going to be better than the best international teams. And there was a time that wasn't the case. 
I guess the only the only English guy I could think of in that game would have been Harry Kane, where, you know, and that was about it. Uh, yeah, I guess Ali, Deli Ali. Oh, Deli um, Ali as well, right? Yeah, it would be another one. But, uh, yeah, Tottenham didn't have too many either, did they? No, no. Kyle, no. Walker, oh, Kyle Walker will go up to three. Yeah, there we you. Have, okay. um, we'll stop or else we'll really look really bad. <laughs> I think we can stop counting. Yeah. I can only count the three anyway. We have a caller joining us. Sam, how are you doing? Good evening. Oh, I'm very good. How are you? We're doing fantastic. What are you up to on this lovely Sunday? Uh, I just uh, was on the road. I came in from Miami back to Orlando, and now I'm just uh, waiting for these, you know, playoff games. Oh, for these playoff games. Well, life is rough for you, Miami. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're like uh, Bob's in Winnipeg. <laughs> we have this tri- this Trinidad and Tobago fellow next to me, transplanted in wind. What's <laughs> soon to be a harsh winter here in Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. But anyway, you're on with Bobby McMahon. What's up? Hey, Bobby. Uh, not much. Just. You know, just called you guys in. I, you know, we've talked some on Twitter, so thought I'd just call and have a nice little chat and be on the podcast. I'm happy to join. Happy to, you know, be part of uh, what you guys are doing. I, you know, I'm a listener. I, I try and promote you guys as much as I can from Orlando. So we thank maybe you, you know when yeah. we have when we have some Orlando Philadelphia games next year, maybe we can uh, get a little match preview going. Indeed, yeah. indeed. There you go. What are your What are your th- uh, Well, what are your thoughts on the uh, the MLS today? Uh, the the uh, they're not today. Uh, I'm sorry. Ne- it's next week, right? The two. What yeah, do you think of the two week break? By the way. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm fine with the two week break. I'd rather them have the break than you know miss players on international duty. You know, um, a lot of the teams struggle with missing players on international duty because we don't. You know, we don't recognize the breaks. So I'm. Ha- I think that for the big playoff matches. It's better that we just, you know, take the international break and let the squads be at full because, you know, MLS, it's still growing. So we want the best sides out there for the people who maybe are not avid followers. Bobby, isn't it a little bit hypocritical, though, at least in my opinion, that the MLS will take, you know, will take this break here at this point, but they won't break, you know, along with the the, uh, FIFA calendar when the uh, when usually for the international breaks? Yeah, eventually they're going to have to come around. Um, there, will, there will be a breaking point um, in terms of um, having to accept that, that the, these, these teams will um, acknowledge the international games because I think the fans at, at some point, I don't know where it is, but it will, it will happen at some point where the fans are just, just going to say, look, you know, we're losing so many, these teams are losing so many players to international duty that really, what's the validity of this anymore? It, and he goes back to, to maybe the 50s and 60s, um, even into the 70s, um, when in, in Europe it was still quite common um, for um, leagues to continue even though there was happened to be international games. And they used to have, I think they used to have a rule that if you lost more than three players, you could cancel the game and four players or whatever it was. But eventually they came round and just everybody just acknowledged that, you know, the, the, the attention, uh, you, you, rather than fighting for the, the, the split of fans' attention, you're better just taking that break and accepting it. So I th- it'll come about eventually. It's, uh, it'll just take a little while. Um, what, what do you think, guys? Uh, I guess I'll start with you, Bobby. What do you think about the uh, the playoffs coming up? Uh, at least uh, we have uh, the two legs. Uh, how, how do you see? I guess we'll talk about the Eastern Conference first of all. Well, I think you, you look at uh, you look at the, um, the, the 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 playoffs in general so far, and I think you've you've got to accept that they've been pretty outstanding. 
in, in terms of um, the closeness of it, some of the finishes we've had have been spectacular. Uh, the games have been very tight, and you know, the, 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 I guess really what the, what what's really happened this time around is the playoffs have actually really brought the excitement you'd expect from playoffs. Um, going into you go into the um, into the, the semi-final games or the, the the I guess they're kind of regional finals almost. Uh, I think New York Red Bulls, considering. Um, in terms of their payroll and the, the amount of cut they made to their payroll season to season and, and to be in that position um, is a pretty outstanding achievement and I think you would would probably consider um, the Red Bulls to be favourites going through the East They're probably the most consistent team um, in the Eastern Division throughout the season anyway so they'd be, they'd be my pick there How about you? How about you Sam? Uh, I, I, I 100% agree I think that uh, offensively the Red Bulls are too much for the crew to handle, and I think um, defensively, I think that uh, that they'll be able to cut off, um, you know, any kind of feeding to Kamara because if you can kind of cut the head off the dragon with the crew, I know they have some other good players, and you know, Higuita is is is, is just up there, and Tinley's up there as well. But if you can, you know, cut the head off the dragon and stop Kamara, I think that. Um, that the Red Bulls will handle the crew pretty easily. I, I, I just don't see the crew being able to withstand those, those front six guys um, from the Red Bulls. Now, Bobby, when we look to the when we look to the West, we ha- we have an interesting situation. First of all, overall in this playoffs, where you have you know the usual suspects and the usual faces are not there. Personally, I think that's a good thing. You know, a lot like New York, for example, the Rebels are having, you know, maybe they'll go, maybe they'll get there this year, you know, <laughs> much to upsetting the Philadelphia fans. Uh, but, uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? And also about, about the Western Conference with Portland, you know, playing and, and, and making a nice strong run against Dallas, who was probably the best team in the league. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the Portland-Dallas game gives me a little bit more um, not quite so sure of that one um, Port, if you'd asked me before that um, before the last round of games and I said it was going to be Dallas and Portland in the, in, coming from the West in the, that, that final uh, I don't think I would have given I kind of would have dismissed Portland a little, a little bit, probably too quickly. Um, but watching them after Vancouver, and particularly in that that second leg, um, I thought they were really, really impressive. I thought they they, they went about that game and and well organised. Uh, obviously, had their game plan worked out. Uh, they were sharp when the chance, well, they finished up as chances came along. Um, but I was I was quite impressed. So I, I think I'm a little bit more wary of kind of plonking straight for Dallas on this this one I think I could maybe see uh, Portland perhaps um, making a much stronger showing than I would have thought they might have done maybe two or three weeks ago having said that Dallas again rather mimicking the, the New York Red Bulls it's uh, um, if, the, if it was the FC Dallas and New York Red Bulls in the final I, I stand to be correct on this but I think they've got the two lowest payrolls in the league I think and you may be that may be correct that's which, a very which, good point yeah. which is a Fascinating outcome when you think about it, isn't it? When you look at the the twenty odd million that Toronto have paid out this year, and then you then you've got uh, and a lot of other teams, Los Angeles would be up there, Seattle would be up there as well, and you've got two other, two teams that uh, have well, Dallas has never carried a particularly big payroll, but uh, Red Bulls have uh, for a couple of, for a few seasons there, but you you would then have uh, the 
potentially, at least if it's not the two lowest, it'd be two of the lowest payrolls in league playing in the final. And I think there's a there's a quite an interesting storyline just there. Yeah, I think it gives hope to uh, Leicester City as well. You know, looking yeah. at, you know looking at that kind of that kind of thing playing out. Uh, Sam, before we let you go, uh, do you agree with Bobby uh, in the, the other the conference semi uh, conference semifinal? Yeah. Well, I mean, Portland's only lost twice at home, and they get all season. You know, they lost to, to us, Orlando City, and then they lost to Red Bulls, and those were the only two losses. So I think Dallas is at a, at a disadvantage going game one there. And in Dallas, I think if, you know, Portland can get out of Dallas with a draw, either a, a low-scoring 0-0, 1-0, I think Portland will, will move on. I'm, uh, you know, I know it's maybe not the, the sexy pick, but I just don't see – Dallas having any luck in in Portland because there's not very many teams that have gone there this year and and gotten three points or you know and I think that they that if they can get three in Portland then I think Dallas moves on easily but you know I I, I don't I personally don't see it happening I think uh, I think the Timbers will be able to handle the speed of Dallas and Castillo and Mar Diaz and I just see a I see a Portland Red Bulls. Uh, uh, final. Well, Sam, thanks again for calling. Uh, don't be a stranger and try to stay warm down there, okay? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's hot out. It's, it's more than warm. But thank you, for, thank you guys for having me, and uh, I love the work that you do, and thanks for having me on. So, you know, you guys enjoy the rest of your afternoon, and I'll be sure to, to stay in touch. Thank you, man. Nice to speak to you, Sam. Thank you. All right. Now, now, Bob, we, we, we look at this uh, mishmash of games, and I'm sure you've watched and followed a lot of what, what went down the last that couple days, and I guess what's going to happen in the next couple days. With regard to the four Euro, I guess these are the, the last chance salon for the last four teams to get into the Euros, right, for 2016. Yep. Uh, what do you think? I mean, first of all, I guess you have the uh, Sweden versus uh Denmark game that I know Brian Kammersgaard of our crew, who is actually there for both matches, is very interested in. Your, your thoughts on that? Um, there's, there's so much really been, been hitting us with um, South American stuff, the postponement Argentina-Brazil, which you know caused, caused conflict with the U.S. game. I watched the Canada game at night. You know, I had the Hungary-Norway game last Thursday, the, 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 um, the second leg today. So a lot of the stuff, I, I find myself kind of flicking a lot and watching a lot of highlights rather than right. traditionally what I do at weekends is sit and watch games from, from beginning to end. Um, I did another a podcast about a week ago and I went out and I, I just, just a feeling I had that Hungary uh, actually could take Norway and it looks like they've they're now got an, a 2 nothing aggregate lead going in, uh, well into the second half so it looks like Hungary after years and years and years in the wilderness, I think you go back to maybe 1986 the last time they played in a major tournament was Mexico at the World Cup finals back then, uh, so it looks like Hungary are going to step up into France 2-16, so that, that's uh, that's an interesting result. Sweden and Denmark, that, that uh, late goal from Denmark could really be pivotal uh, in terms of the way goals. So that, that one, I think, really sits on a, on a bit of a knife edge. I was surprised and somewhat pleasantly surprised Ireland went to Bosnia and managed to come back with a very, very credible 1-1 draw. Could have even been better uh, given the fact that they took the lead uh, because I was actually picking Bosnia to, to win that tie overall. Wouldn't discount them. 
um, at this stage, but I think uh, it was certainly a really, really good result as as far as Ireland concerned. And Ukraine two nothing against Slovenia, next to a three nothing or a four nothing, but two nothing is a fantastic result. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it very, very difficult for the Slovenians to come back from that. So Ukrainians, uh, mind you, Ukrainians have blown it before. They did so with. Wasn't it a lead they had against France? Similar lead they had against France. Uh, You're right. Not not that not that long ago. Uh, yeah, I can't. Was that world? Was that what? It was World Cup finals? I think for real for Brazil, wasn't it? Uh, it was big. It was. Oh gosh, I. Bob, I think I can't remember. I I can't either. I'm pretty sure it was Brazil because 2012 Ukraine was hosting anyway. So I'm pretty certain it was for um, it was the playoff game for Rio. Oh, uh, for yeah. Brazil 2014 so Ukrainian, Ukrainians, Ukrainians will probably be uh, obviously very happy at being two, taking that 2 nothing lead uh, to Slovenia but they'll also be very aware of uh, recent history and, and know that uh, even though they've got the, a, a very decent result and a good lead that uh, strange things can happen now, uh, so given the, the results of the first uh, legs and those four matches, uh, what do you say? We, can, you, can I get your prediction, or have you not thought? Well, about halfway it? through, I think you know I'll stick with Hungary. Right. Um, uh, Sweden and Denmark, I said at the time, was was very tight to to split. So I, I, I'm not going to change my kind of view there. I, I really have no idea who's going to come out of that one. Um, I picked Bosnia, so I'm going to stick with Bosnia and uh, Ukraine, even though they've got that recent history. And France, I think uh, you've got to say they're going to go through as well. So that'll be uh, that'll make up the final 24. Very good. And uh, lastly, with regard to. Uh I guess some of the some of the the qualifiers or the friendlies this this week and and coming up anything that you've noticed uh, took took note of and uh, we should take note of as well. Well, I think you've got uh, in particular you've got there'll be a lot of attention on the England France game because of the because um, of the situation from Friday night. But uh, you know, in the, in the much more um, perhaps a, a more positive uh, view of it, the Argentina Colombia game in South America certainly want to watch U.S. against. Uh, I believe the U.S. are playing Trinidad Tobago and. Uh, yeah. Just, just the other one. Um, the the other one. Just to get a plug into this, is um, I watched Canada on Friday night beat Honduras one nothing. And I've been a big critic as far as the Canadian team being concerned for a long, long time. It is the best, the most solid, and impressive display I've seen from a Canadian team for over ten years. Oh, that's a that's a that's quite a statement there, Indeed. Bob. Indeed. Yeah, and Honduras is a good team. Well, they were. They're 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 still a good team. They were correct? better than Canada. <laughs> and yeah, yeah they, sure. Canada Canada played with a pep and enthusiasm, an organization, and a commitment I haven't seen for the longest time, and they were well worth the one nothing. It wasn't a smash and grab. It was a well well played, well deserved one nothing win. So they're now going to believe to El Salvador on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. And if they could even come back with a point out of that, that is going to be a very um, uh, a really big pick me up going into back to back games against Mexico. I think next March. Um, but the, the the display against Honduras. Now we've seen a lot of false. 
uh, false dawns as far as the Canadian team has con- been concerned over a number of years. But um, th- this had a much more solid look to it. It mu- looked much more, um, I- I looked much more like a-, a team that was sure of how it was playing and was very much bought into the game plan rather than just a one-off display and sort of grabbing the three points and uh, and disappearing. So, you know, feeling a little bit more hopeful about Canadian, uh, the Canadian team qualifying for the hex this time round. Well, congratulations. And Bobby, you are the McMahon for sure. Okay, man. We, lo- <laughs> yes. we love you. And thank you for, you know, always giving us your time so kindly. And uh, you're, you're helping us grow. And we really do appreciate your time, uh, all the time that you've come on. So thanks again, my man. And uh, we'll, catch, uh, we'll catch up with you down the line. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Take care. The great Bobby McMahon. The Ma- McMahon. I like that. Can I, uh, yes. I think I should c- c- quote that. But anyway, we're going to break. I see the producers give me a dirty look. So you're listening to the Vuvu Show. We have another 45 minutes to go in this kind of rescheduling we're doing today. So give us a call. 888-728-9941. Because Thorne's got his segment coming up. Right, Thorne? And yes. Yet to be named, or maybe we have a name that's maybe coming out of the hat have a today, name today. But it's always interesting, and he has a, a nice... A, a pretty young female guest here. We always like having female guests in the studio, so it's got to be interesting. So stay on board, and uh, we'll see what's going to happen. Are you a soccer fan wondering where you can catch the soccer match with a great pub atmosphere? The Iron Abbey in Horsham is the place featuring EPL, La Liga, and Champions League. Also a proud pub partner with the Philadelphia Union with early openings Saturday and Sunday for the games with a great breakfast menu and food menu to complement the atmosphere. The Iron Abbey voted Best Bar of the Year 2015 offers 40 beers on draft and over 800 bottles to choose from. Visit their award-winning bottle shop, The Loft, for great takeout and mix and match six-packs to go. If you're a soccer fan, you have to check out Iron Abbey, the official soccer pub in the Burbs. Go to ironabbey.com for schedules and like them on Facebook to stay up to date. Please check out the Iron Abbey presents Vuvuzela World Soccer Show every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Roughneck Scarfs is proud to be an official sponsor of the Vuvuzela Show. Roughneck specializes in custom scarves for schools, clubs, supporters, and corporate promotions. They're also the official scarf supplier to U.S. Soccer, MLS, USL, and NCAA. Visit roughneckscarves.com and use promo code VUVU for an exclusive discount on your next scarf order. Roughneck Scarves. Better service, better designs, better scarves. Robner, Allen, Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. If you suffer from pain or tension, Dr. Frank McCaffrey of Academy Injury and Health Center can help. 
Academy Injury can help you get out of pain just like they've helped many patients in WTEL's listening audience. In fact, mention the word soccer and receive an incredible first visit special offer. Call Academy Injury and Health Center at 215-637-1212. That's 215-637-1212. Academy Injury and Health Center can get you out of pain and enhance your performance. The city of brotherly love. How you doing? And sisterly affection. We are 610 Sports WTEL AM Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. We're back. We <laughs> no, are back. There's no bringing in music. I get confused when I don't have a musical interlude. I'm getting spoiled, fellas. But anyway, here's frequency. the thing. <laughs> I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I should mm-hmm. say. But, you know, I got a question. What does that mean, the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection? What is does it, it mean? Is it me or is that like a little like freaky? I don't know, freaky deaky. I don't know. Sisterly um, affection. What does that mean? Well, I think it's. Uh, I think it was the feminist movement that made made that put that make sure that uh, that statement was in there. Oh, I think okay. originally it was the city of brotherly love, and then the ladies came about, and, and they have a right. They have all rights too. Absolutely. Right. Right. Is that Absolutely. you? Did you hear that? Did you hear that promo? It was a little weird. The city of brotherly love. That's Philadelphia. I get it. Yes. And they have Rocky's voice. Okay, so I get that. And sisterly <laughs> affection. They blow a kiss like. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, we can discuss it. We can can look at it. Yeah, you know, I don't really want to. I just felt like like talking a bunch of gibberish, man. Go ahead. So anyway, we are are here. Thorne has his notebook open, his phone in hand, and his really nice shirt. He's looking really sharp. And we're ready for the... Thorn Holder segment. Segment. Yeah, yeah, yet <laughs> to be named. Segment. Advisors. I mean, the advertisers. Were, we were. We, we could buy the name. Yes, that's they, that's. They what could buy the Thorn Holder. They could name it. That would help. Oh, listen. Uh, so go. if you're if you're an advi- uh, advertiser, uh, you have commercial um, needs to advertise and market your brand, and you like our show and you like how we do things, then you can you can name uh, the Thorn Holder segment or the segment that comes on at the end that is presented by myself so today uh, i want to <laughs> we just came up with a great like trivia thing like a great quiz just game, in flow. game of fly beautiful just in flow uh there eric you go. absolutely um so uh last week we mentioned on air that uh our listeners we want to pay them respect we want to show them that we appreciate their listening their following and retweeting and just engaging with us so a couple of people said hey could you big us up on um on the radio and we said Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Um, now, I hope I pronounce these names right. And uh, let me give the number to call. So if we have listeners that are eager to shout their people out, now is the best time. That number to call is 888-728-9941. 888-728-9941. You're listening to Vuvu Soccer, brought to you by the Iron Abbey. The Iron Abbey, the, bless, the best place. Not the blessed. Also the blessed. It's a blessed place. It's, it's it a is. blessed it really place. Is. And the best place to mm-hmm. uh, to eat, drink, have fun with your friends and family, and most importantly, uh, when and there's any major sports game, uh, league, competition, final, Olympics, when there's sports involved, the Iron Abbey is where you can get out your house with your friends and have a great time. And it's right outside the city of brotherly love yes. and sisterly affection, okay? The kiss is necessary. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> the kiss is everything, man. So okay. we have... Footy designs. Now let, let's do this, Eric. Well, let's play a little game right here. I love games. I'm going to I'm going to mention their at, and you you could fi- try to figure out what they do. 
Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be the generational thing, right? Yes. Let's yes. Uh, let's fool the old man. Okay, go ahead. So we have well, at game. Footy Designs. Well, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that they don't design feet. So I'm guessing they probably design soccer designs or um, football designs, right? Let's see. Um, <laughs> You're supposed to have the answers, man. No, I'm going to come with something. I promise. I you. don't know. All yeah. I have is the name here. We have to come up with the answers, and if they are listening, you know, they're going to send us a mention or a tweet to correct us. Well, but they don't design feet. No, I, I'm certain that would, be, that would just be foolish. If, if they okay. do, if yeah. they do, I have a bunion. You know what a bunion is, Eric? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah I, yeah, I don't need to say you it. Come I, I, this is radio, so I don't want to be the only one grossed out by your bunion. No, okay? a bunion is yeah. um, it's a it's like a toe. Anyway, so a toe uh, with a big, design, horrible looking thing like bubbling out of it, right? You can't find shoes to fit you okay. as a soccer player. Oh, a bunion. It does help, though. I must say, as a soccer player, if you want to curl a ball, a bunion does help. Ask David Beckham. If you look at where the Predator, the Adidas, puts its rubber, it's right on the bunion because that's where you make connection. Well, a little higher as well, but that here is what gives you the initial bend. So a bunion is something that's permanent? Yeah, oh, well, I thought it was more like something that you get like lanced off or no, something. No, no, no. That's what I know. Or I thought they were those things that were like attached to the bottom of like old ships, but that's bar <laughs> that's barnacles. So yeah. I'm real glad. So footy designs, footy designs. They design t-shirts, foot, uh, t-shirts. I would guess related to football, soccer, yes. football. Yes, yes. Okay, that's my guess. Your so, guess though. My, yeah, my guess is that's yeah, fair. soccer that's t-shirts. Fair. Yeah. Uh, what about at FD Premier League? FD. What does FD means? FD. Well, Premier League, well, that's a hard one. Well, it's not footy designs. It is footy designs. FD, maybe it's footy designs Premier, Premier League. League. So they do footy designs for the, for Premier, the League. Premier League. Arsenal, which Man is City. A, that's a big thing. It is. And there especially for America with oh. the uh, uh, NBC bringing all the Premier League games. Um, at Footy Designs, Premier League. I okay. Check them out on Twitter. There you go. And they've I been, think you all should. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. They've been supporting the show. We they've share been great the love. Fans. We share the love. We do share Okay, it. very good. Now we have uh, Odelia Karouf. It's a lady. Odelia? When was the last time we had a lady on the show, Eric? Uh, we have one sitting right next to him, on my left here. I've, we've been trying to get her on the show. She said she doesn't know soccer, so we'll get her on uh, pretty well, soon. Well, you're no different than me. It's not because she's <laughs> Ex- going How yeah. you heard? Yeah. How yeah. you heard? Wait, yeah, trust me. We sound like we know something, but it's very... It's, it's nothing I'm a lawyer, at all. so I'm good at that, okay? I'm very so, good at that. Odelia okay. Carruth, yeah. thank you so much for participating. Are you Odelia Carruth? No. 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 She's not. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, Odelia Carruth, stand up and be counted who is she, she? well we don't wait so she, we're supposed to guess who she is so oh, get what she what what her this is um get wait, what she I think does her name is delia caruth that's a oh oh that's an o yeah i didn't that's put a the little at. at okay gotcha yeah oh no uh Odelia. Okay, I, the union optimist is the next one yes now i would say that this is the rare bird uh-huh. that is optimistic <laughs> about the union <laughs> Sorry. Or maybe they're uh, real into like the Teamsters and stuff, and they're they're optimistic about unions, like like work unions, you know, like Jimmy Hoffa unions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think so. Uh, you know, I, who Jimmy Hoffa is is an old mobster. Is it kind of sorta? He yeah, was he sounds he, like a mobster. He was a union guy who was uh, kind of like a mobster uh, in a way, and then he disappeared one day, like certain people that rub the mobsters the wrong way. Is that what so happened? So I think that's fair. Fair to say that. I think um, an optimist. 
especially with the union, how, how they've been performing, um, very inconsistent. I guess that's the state for every fan to be. And I guess I can't have any faith in my team, but I could be optimistic. I've got to say, Thorne, in my uh, opinion, my humble opinion, mm-hmm. you are a union optimist. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely are. I am the epitome of a union optimist. You are. Uh, it's, it's, it's called 100% fan. What it is. Well, he's I, a good guy, union optimist. I, 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 I follow him on Twitter as yeah. well. Yeah. I like him. He's doing a good job. I like his words. Who's next? Who's the next? Next is one of our favorites. Actually, Ooh. Juan G. Arango. Juan yeah. Arango. Yes. Juan Arango, the man who is the guy that we go to for kind of south of the border soccer, you know? Yes. Anything Mex- Mexican League, uh, Brazil, everywhere. Everything. Is, everything. Um, Siri, he is Siri, the man uh, mm-hmm. down in Florida. But he did, I believe he went to school up here in Temple. Yeah. Yeah, so Philly? he was on the show, and he loves Philly. He's been on the show a couple times. He's, he's he's a really busy guy. He shows up in big international matches. Yes. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised uh, if uh, the the U.S. game against it's against Trinidad. Trinidad. I don't know how he missed that. I don't know. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dumbness when it comes that's to international That's how much we know about stuff. soccer. But, no, <laughs> but the point is, we should have uh-huh. some kind of bet there if that's real. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll get my hair done like yours. I on. And you do your hair like mine. I don't think it's possible. I, don't I could try. I don't know if I have I think I got the hardest I uh, possibility there. I could a wig. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have so, hair, but I don't think it stretches to the heavens like yours. Sir. Unfortunately. You remembered. You remembered what I said about the hair and the heavens. That. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I forget a lot of stuff, but I so, always remember good stuff. To all folks on Twitter, if you want to catch a hold of Juan G. Arango, it's Juan G underscore Arango, is it? I think it is. Um, but it's Juan, J-U-N-G. G underscore Arango A R N G O. Thank you so much for all. Great, great um, tweeter, Twitter, tweeters. That's right, or a Twitter. He's a great tweeter. He's a great tweeter. He tweets. He tweets. Uh, he retweets. He likes. He, he he's a good. He's a good member of the Twitter community. Yes. And last but not least, I see you've got big, big soccer, soccer. I know head. who that is. You Dude, know that person. Big soccer head NY. Capital yes. NY. Yes. That is our friend Eric Krakauer. That is Eric Crack. It is Crack- Eric Krakauer. Krakauer. Who's going to, by the way, and I didn't uh-huh. realize you were doing this, but great segue. He's going to be on the show. He's either going to be here live coming either in, in a week or two. I should say it's in two weeks, like the Thanksgiving week. He's going to be He's from New York, but he's going to be in Maryland, I believe, and he may be coming up and doing a show live with us. He's doing a show live? Well, here. He's going to come here. We have to be very careful. How we so int- lock the doors. Introduce. Crack Hour's coming here. Okay. <laughs> we have to be very careful how we introduce the show because if we say it's Eric, Crack Hour... What? No, this is a soccer show. No, it's you know? not crack it's hour. It's not crack That's hour. That's the next hour. That's right after we leave this studio, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so Eric, thank a you so hour. much. whole hour. We're going to have a good time, man. His, his, uh, a whole hour of it. Okay. His line, his line uh, um, stuttering host of BS... H po- at BSH podcast on iTunes and there's a couple of fidgety stuff there you could type he knows, in. He's got a couple of good guys the on link. there with him. Yeah, and he's he's worked with us for New York stuff. Some of the okay. stuff we've done in the past couple of years. Very very knowledgeable, certainly about the international game. And now I think he's hooked up with the New York City FC team, so he probably is real up to with the MLS now. So now that he's kind of involved with it, you know, fantastic, so, good guy. You'll see when he comes on what a great what a great guest he is. So those are our Twitter um, supporters that uh, uh, mentioned the 
the Shout Your Crew. Um, your, that number to call is 888-728-9941. 888-728-9941. Now, Eric. I think um, you're calling it Shout Your Crew, right? So yes. And uh, what does that mean? I have, um, oh, you're going to do this to me again. Yes, we have uh, to. There were some listeners. Your crew listeners. would be your, your people, your boys and girls. Your, I would say your boys, but that's like a sex. How about thing. this, Eric? That's your crew. What about your crew? Why don't you start shout your crew right now? With a shout my crew, <laughs> Cheryl Nash. Yes, the daughter, uh, the daughter, the mother of my children. Yes, she certainly deserves a shout out. Yes, indeed. And by the way, wouldn't be the first time. That's great, great girl. Yes, love her. Uh, and my little girl Megan. I'll shout out her too, but she's not listening to this show <laughs> because she's eleven and has a boyfriend. Do I have to deal with this? Eleven Are years you a old. Daddy? I, yes, I, I'm a daddy. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to be one of those shotgun guys. I want to think that you know, I treated her, I taught her right, and she'll do the right thing. At eleven, so scary. At eleven, I don't know what a boyfriend means. I thought for a while it was an internet boyfriend. He's probably like yeah. some eighty year old ball guy or something. But no, it's, it's an a actual real person. Young, it's a real kid. Not even from her her, her elementary school. From another school. She's traveling, meeting guys. It's amazing. Now. The world is getting so what flat. What does she Globalization. It's very scary. But they certainly. Seems like a good kid. You know, he says I have a, he says I have a very cool last name, and he loves soccer. Yes, soccer. So sounds like, like a good guy. He's in. Yes, <laughs> he, I mean, he's not literally in, but he's in. Okay, I can't say it. But uh, so well, good luck with my daughter. I'm a little worried though because well, you you're know, daddy. The, you're the, a good no, daddy. The problem is like mm-hmm. she, she's like her first love. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And how long can this possibly last? What is the shelf life on a, a sixth grade love affair? Two weeks. She, That's all you got to worry for. Two a, weeks, and then she'd find a toy or a new phone, and you got to uh, worry. You don't yeah. know my daughter. Very boy, <laughs> very boy crazy. And I don't even want to go near the toy situation right now, okay? Oh, but gosh. You know, I don't even want to think about that crazy thing, okay? But you mean like toys like a little kid, like a doll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish it was that easy, huh? No. It isn't. They know too much now. They want anyway, nice sunglasses. That's some of my crew. Your crew? Okay. And I'll give you some more next time. All right, no problem. He's I got to build my crew, so I got to build my crew. So okay? I'm yeah. gonna introduce uh, one of our guests that we have here in studio. We have been uh, slowly easing her presence onto the show. Uh, she's not a soccer expert, but she is a radio personality. She is um, a performer. Um, her name is Bianca J. Is that Yay. what you go by, Bianca J? Um, be, sorry, I apologize. You gonna correct me? Uh, it's Bianca J. Bianca J. Correct. That's All right, so fantastic. Cool. I like her so, already. Um, Bianca is from Philadelphia. Yes, I, I like her more. There you she go. Is uh, a hip hop artist. Uh, nice. No more than a hip hop artist. A mm-hmm. hip hop pioneer in Philadelphia with a major pioneer. figures. Sounds better. Yes, it does to indeed. To be a music pioneer in Philadelphia, it's hard. Is a great, it, but it's an amazing thing it's because Philadelphia amazing because it's hard. You know, right. we were the um, town that booed Santa Claus. So if you can get Philly to root for you. It's got a point, but I was even thinking about the history of music and how how thick the musical history of Philadelphia, especially back in the like late fifties, sixties, into the seventies. Right. Yes. You could probably help me here. I can't think of the name of the um, the big uh, Philadelphia. They actually had the Philadelphia sound. Uh, it was called Teddy the Bell and them. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, I can't think but they of called them. it the Philly Sound. It was big, and I'm, you know, I don't know, Thorne. You know, you weren't even here back then. No, but I, I knew, I know of it, week. and I, you know, I know very little bit beyond like Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones yes. and stuff. But I know about the Philly Sound. Anyway, go ahead, my man. So music. Let's well, well let's say, uh, Eric, this is a talk show, and one of the things that is happening behind the scenes, and um, I don't want to drop, put the. Uh, 
how do you say it? Let the cat out the bag? I don't want to let the cat out, out, the bag, the cat Eric, out of the bag, Eric. But we have a very special Philadelphia band working on some music for us. All right, working on some music for our show, working on some music for the segment to be named by a new sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but music is important. You know, don't I they need the name? Don't they need the name, Thorne, to be able to write a, a, a musical introduction for you? Well, Is no, it? that's the thing about music. Music transcends language and words. Okay. So I've cool. given her a copy of the show. <laughs> and uh, she is going to vibe with it, see what we're about, see what the guys are about, and she's going to get, get some music for us. I feel uh, like... That's you, you're going to do that? Yeah, I'm going to try. That's really cool. That's <laughs> yes. cool. Yes. Were you talking about um, the Philly sound as far as, uh, like... Um I'm going to look it up, man. Uh, you looking I'm it up still, now? Was I, it the Kenny you, Gamble? Yes. Kenny yes. Gamble. Now you're, uh, right, right. When was Patty that? Patty LaBelle. 70s. That was in um, 1971. There you go. Yeah. I'm, the Philadelphia I mean, I, International Records. That's very good. He's uh, actually in charge of, um, he's an um, a architect now. He's building up uh, South, Center, South Center City in a section in South Philadelphia. Kenny Gamble. Yeah. Right, who is in very well enshrined in the Philadelphia Music Hall of Fame, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is starting. He's in to charge get of a lot of careers. Mm -hmm. It's like um, mm -hmm. Diana Ross and Patti LaBelle and um, somebody in the Blue Notes. Well, Melvin. Yeah, in the Melvin Blue in the Blue Notes. Like. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Yeah, she'll take her. She is a radio personality. So music. She'll be, she'll be switching us right out of here. I man. know. We gotta uh, watch our hats. Okay. Well, thank you for <laughs> figuring that out because yeah. I would have drove me nuts for the next three days. Probably. Me too. That's why I had to. <laughs> okay, great. So music and soccer has always been a part of Brazilian history. Well, if you look at Spanish, South American, Cuban, uh, they bring a lot of music and food. It's a music has been a cultural thing. Okay, we look at Joga Bonita or Joga Bonito. I, I couldn't figure out where, whether it was an A or an O, but it was a part of Brazilian soccer that guys like Ronaldinho uh, was, uh, let's say they blossomed during that era. Because as young kids are playing, they, there was a lot of music in the stadiums, there was a lot of music in the events, and they played with their salsa. If you look at uh, Ronaldinho, celebration it's uh, it's a little samba and a you know and, a, and an end like okay. he was performing a dance so as far as soccer and music it's not very difficult to tie those two together now let's look at Philadelphia and let's uh, Philadelphia and soccer and Philadelphia and music now uh, B, where do you see uh, music going forward? Let's say rap music, because I want to get, I have a little secret plan at work that I haven't told you guys about. Now, black America has not been into soccer um, uh, a lot. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we need to, to merge the two together. Black America is into rap. Um, they're not into soccer. We need to bring the rappers to kind of promote soccer because soccer is already growing um, among the rest of America, Spanish America, white America, and Eastern and European America. We have uh, a very special caller on the line. It's Super Dave. Dave, how you doing? See, I went to a Madrid derby. Oh, about wow. four or five years ago, uh -huh. and as the players walked onto the pitch, I don't know if you're familiar with opera, but there was a fella or a recording of Nissen Dorma from Turingat, and I'll tell you something, that was a moving experience to see them walking out 
listening to opera when you can be, you know, hear all the different kinds of music at different games. It was quite impressive. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a touchy subject now, but there was an interesting article in the New York Times today uh-huh. about the uh, what transpired at the French-German um, um, uh, match. Event, yes. Event this past week. And I, I was I usually like to watch these things on on uh, on you know ESPN three on my computer. I forgot all about it, and I was watching the uh, Bosnia um, uh, Ireland match in the fog, and I was kind of infatuated with the, the poor picture and listening to Tommy Smith announce it. But the article stated, and I was wondering how they were able to finish the match with all that was going on. Um, the, the bombs went off, you know, outside, and I think it was a, a suicide bomber. And at halftime, the coaches found out about it. They told the Jean and Lau, you know, what, what had happened. And, of course, the people were getting fed the information from people outside what was going on. And the players finished the match. And then, as the game ended, the fans tried to exit, but most of the exits were closed. And they wound up going back onto the pitch itself. And this, the French team uh, were, were, and the German team were staying in the stadium for uh, a period of time. Yeah. And about four hours after the match ended, the French team was taken to a training site 40 miles outside of Paris. And the Germans stayed at the stadium and wow. were flown out of Paris uh, the following morning. They arrived, I think, wherever it was, about 11 o'clock in the morning uh, uh, in, in Germany. It was, it was fascinating because with all that was going on, probably the best thing of all was that they stayed inside the stadium. That is, that it seems, it seems odd, Dave, and I agree with you because if you have an event and any terrorist event in the way that they have, uh, let's say, highlighted it to us in the media, because I also feel like there is a narrative with these events. It's not just uh, organic events. Uh, I think there's a bit of staging going on in the way that they are reported um, and also in the way that they are handled. You know, and for, for, an, for a game to continue while an ev- while there is an event on the outside, uh, I agree that that's a bit odd that the game could, could, could well, go on. Uh, it could be that they felt they were secure enough with everybody inside. I, I couldn't figure that no, out myself. No, because and I could have probably watched the game online uh-huh. and we would have been list- watching it history both I mean, happening <laughs> at the same time with all this going on and then you, you hear it on the news but I was so infatuated with a horrible foggy picture yeah. with the Ireland game I stayed with it and I saw the two goals late in the game but uh, <clears throat> in, interesting also if the players would have found out Griezmann's sister was in the theater I don't know if you saw that online no I didn't know that she, she got, wow. yeah she was in the theater while that's uh, a star player for escape. Athletic Madrid. Is, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, playing well, for he's the, also a French. Oh, right, he's a French for international. Fran- playing for the French national team. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Right. But right. I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was an interesting article to get a hold of it. We really went into detail what transpired as the game was on. And I'll tell you something else. I don't know if you know who Geraldo Rivera is. Sure. He's, yeah. he's the one that found Jimmy Hoffa's uh, vault. Right, wasn't it? Which had about a couple of empty uh, beer bottles in there. Exactly. <laughs> and some, yeah, and some it, newspapers, it, right? We were talking it, about Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He was there. His daughter was there as well. Really? Oh. Well, you know, it, it was interesting yeah. to me just watching the thing. And first of all, they have like a 10-second little, little, little uh, 
thing about the, uh, the how the players reacted oh. when, the, when the bomb went off. I think they just thought it was a you know a charge or or a pyrote- It was real pyrotechnics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so David, that's uh, well, it's good to see that that everything I, I guess is getting going to get back to normal there. I just don't know if you read through how many of these events occur in a year, it would. Boggle your mind how often it, there's terrorists. You wonder what's realize how much it is. Yeah, I, I what's going to happen with the French league next weekend and the Spanish leagues? What's going to so go? So let, let me let me say this as well, guys. Um, I feel, and this is a controversial uh, point of view that I have, but I believe in asking questions. I do not accept uh, any broadcast from any uh, major newspaper or uh, any television show or any of those alphabet. I don't accept it. I question it. I don't deny it outright. They have information there that is useful. But when we look at these events, um, I think for a while uh, there has been some agenda. You know, there has been some agenda. I don't think uh, ISIS could... uh, against the U.S. Army, the greatest army on the face of this earth, a small group of guys in a mountain could take on such a huge force? I don't think they can. So you think there's a better answer? I, I, and it's not I just Obama and the president of whatever no, country no. It happens and say, hey, we have this here. We are going to go to the ends of the earth to to get no, rid of terror. No. I'm like, yeah, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you call your pants down against. we got to try a different approach. Uh, yeah, yeah. Eric, Eric, who knows who is... Who was really responsible? Was it? Was it? Did all this come out of Syria? Were there just a few people, a group of ten guys, playing this thing in, in France? Somebody supposedly they're talking about one of the gentlemen came in with a was one of the refugees out of Syria. But there were several people I think that were French citizens that did it. All right. Well, David, uh, listen, we got we my friend, we got, we got to roll on. Right. The the phone lines are light. We stopped talking soccer for 10 seconds and they're all over us like cheap suits, okay? Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. So we, can't, we can't get into politics. Believe. Okay, my friend. Well, or thank you. plenty of politics and, and soccer. Yeah. Go, out, go out, Laddie, my friend, and we'll talk, we'll talk next okay, week for sure. Absolutely. Buddy. Take care Take now. Care. Thank Bye-bye. you, Dave. All right, who do we got here? Oh, we got so Portland. We have somebody uh, coming in from well, Portland, Oregon. Oh, well, they we know who this Miguel. is. Miguel. You know, Miguel, I'm really glad that you called, my friend. He's um he's, he's still getting oh he's set on all yes, yes, yeah he's absolutely he's going oh he broke yeah so the call was um we are uh, on we are about yeah. to take a break Bring. the number to call is 888-728-9941. for Vuvu Soccer. Miguel will hold. Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Are you a soccer fan wondering where you can catch the soccer match with a great pub atmosphere? The Iron Abbey in Horsham is the place featuring EPL, La Liga, and Champions League. Also a proud pub partner with the Philadelphia Union with early openings Saturday and Sunday for the games with a great breakfast menu and food menu to complement the atmosphere. The Iron Abbey voted Best Bar of the Year 2015 offers 40 beers on draft and over 800 bottles to choose from. Visit their award-winning bottle shop, The Loft, for great takeout and mix-and-match six-packs to go. If you're a soccer fan, you 
you have to check out Iron Abbey, the official soccer pub in the Burbs. Go to ironabbey.com for schedules and like them on Facebook to stay up to date. Please check out the Iron Abbey presents Vuvuzela World Soccer Show every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Roughneck Scarfs is proud to be an official sponsor of the Vuvuzela Show. Roughneck specializes in custom scarves for schools, clubs, supporters, and corporate promotions. They're also the official scarf supplier to U.S. Soccer, MLS, USL, and NCAA. Visit roughneckscarves.com and use promo code VUVU for an exclusive discount on your next scarf order. Roughneck Scarves. Better service, better designs, better scarves. If you suffer from pain or tension, Dr. Frank McCaffrey of Academy Injury and Health Center can help. Academy Injury can help you get out of pain just like they've helped many patients in WTEL's listening audience. In fact, mention the word soccer and receive an incredible first visit special offer. Call Academy Injury and Health Center at 215-637-1212. That's 215-637-1212. Academy Injury and Health Center can get you out of pain and enhance your performance. Welcome to Vubu Soccer. Right. We I are stole back. It from Eric. That's okay, man. You have earned the right to do that with your wonderful <laughs> promotional work that you've been doing. I thank you because you got the social media starting to pop. I know our website's going to be awesome, and we're real close to bringing that out into yes. the open too. So things are going well. We have Miguel on the line from Portland, Oregon. Miguel, how are you? Did I lose him? Is yeah. Miguel is speaking to us uh, in his mind. Hmm. Oh, Miguel. Hello, Miguel. <laughs> Wait, he screened. Yeah. And here he is. Hello, Miguel. Hey, man. How you doing? How you doing, man? Uh, listen, I just want to give you an opportunity to crow, man. You are our most loyal listener, and you got a little something to crow about, my man. Well, you know what? Last time I was on this program, which I enjoy being on, somebody over there told me that a certain team from Vancouver, British Columbia, was going to take us out of the playoffs. Is that person? And I'm, here to, and I'm here to tell you, I believe we're still in, and I believe we're going to be playing Dallas on Sunday. Oh, yes. So that's oh. all I'm going to say. That's what all you, I'm going to say. Well, first of all, c- congrats <laughs> for that. I think you're going to beat Dallas, okay? I, I do want to say to you, what do you think about this delay? Good, bad, indifferent? Because you're looking at, what, about two weeks between matches? Yeah. Right? You know yeah. what, guys? That's what's funny. That was kind of the conversation, you know, with, with me and some of my friends yesterday. We got together to watch some of these games. And, uh, you know, um, I think it's a good thing in a way. I think, in a, to me, it gives everyone that chance that is still involved to be fully rested, to hopefully have your act together. And to be able to do what's necessary to hopefully have a good game. Um, unfortunately, yeah, there's some players that are gone. You know, they're playing these World Cup qualifiers. I'm hoping Darlington doesn't get hurt. But, you know, that's a risk one takes. But, you know, um, it is what it is, guys. You know, the international break is always an odd one. You know, I know a lot of people have a hard time understanding if they're kind of a, a novice still to, to soccer and why does MLS keep going if the rest of the leagues don't, but that's just how it is. But, you know, guys, i got to be honest, when there is an inter- international break, i kind of rather we don't play. It seems like we do have a, a – we don't have the, the same quality of play that we would do if, if those guys were around. I know it's not a lot of guys sometimes, but you know how it affects things. But i got to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. I really am. 
Fantastic. So uh, this we are looking forward to a fantastic final between uh, Portland and who? Who do you guys want to face in the final? <laughs> wait, wait. I don't know if he predicted Portland yet. Did he? Who? Uh, I am. Oh, you are. Yeah. And I know. Well, I know oh. who you're going to pick on the other side. Too wide. Okay. I know because I know who you've been touting from the beginning. <laughs> the Red Bulls of New York. But let's find out who Miguel wants. Who Miguel yeah. wants to play? Well, against. you know what, guys? I uh-huh. think I got to be honest. Um, as excited as I am mm-hmm. that we are going to face Dallas in the in this uh, um, Western Conference Final, I have my other focus, as you know, is on what I think will be an incredible series in the East. Yes. Because let's be honest. These really are the two best teams, I feel, in the Eastern Conference. Columbus, my gosh, the strides they made this season. And if you look at Columbus, there was just a couple of minor changes. You know, it wasn't the overhaul that other teams had. And I feel that, uh, and I hate to say this, Thord, but and I, I, I do like the Red Bulls, too. And the Red Bulls, you know, they have been very consistent mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. they've been doing. But I think, I'll be real honest with you guys, I think that series is going to be very interesting, and I honestly, I think Columbus will get the edge on New York, guys. I, oh, I wow. just, I have this weird feeling. I just have a weird feeling, and it's again, it's one of those things where the momentum has been going for New York, but I got to be honest, was that last series really had that much of a challenge for them? I don't think it was. I think uh, now mm-hmm. they really are going to be up against a test. And the thing to me is, okay, well, you're going to have to play a really tough Columbus team, and if you do get through, if you do get through, the winner of that, you know, of course, hopefully will we'll face us, I hope, in, in that game that, that comes up in, in December. But the bottom line is, I really think, guys, and it's just me, the way MLS goes, and again, it's just my thought, but I really think Columbus is going to do something. But I think it's going to be an exciting series. I think both games, both series are going to be fantastic. Well, listen, my friend, I'm, I'm glad you, you chimed in. We're Unfortunately, we're done it uh, in about seven minutes today, so we're going to have to cut you loose. But listen, good luck with everything. Give us a call next week, and let's talk about it. We'll be right in the height of everything now. Yeah, okay? I just said real, fa- real fast, and it's all good. Uh, always like talking to you. I'm gonna, looking forward to I'm gonna watch the NASL final. I'm, I'm an old New York Cosmos fan, so we're going to see if they pull this off. It's Raul's last game, too, with, with, the, with the Cosmos, oh, and he's cool. done. That's so, very cool. Anyway, and, but guys, listen, um, have a great weekend. Just real quickly, all my love and prayers to the people in France. My yes. God, but what a horrible thing. But yes. right. I love talking to you guys. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, when I talk to you, well, I'll talk to you next week before the game, but hopefully it'll be, it'll, I'll talk to you after that. I'll be talking about a win, but have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank all you. Right, Thank you, Miguel. Okay, so there you go. Fantastic. We cleared the board now. Where were we? We were talking about dancing. We were talking about music. Or were we and dancing? dancing? I don't know. My memory's <laughs> short. We were talking about music and the Philly sound and dancing. So go ahead, man. Bring it home for us. Dancing, pal. dancing. Hi, good day. Welcome to uh, Vuvu Soccer. That well, you know what I realized, Eric? We haven't been telling our callers that that number is toll free. I just saw it here on the computer. Toll free. That's very important to mention. So that number to call is toll free, and it's eight eight eight. Seven two eight nine nine four one. Isn't we, it eight 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 like an eight hundred number? So I kind is toll free even like matter all, at this point? It's like automatically. You, is you it? Think yeah. it? You would I automatically think, so. think it I was toll free. No, but it is toll free, and they say it. So obviously, we put the tape thing up. Didn't know either. <laughs> the, it's a little tape on our console here. But yes. yeah, I believe that uh, eight eight hundred is the same as an eight hundred number, it and is. it's toll free. So if that was something you were worried about, worry no more. Call in. You could call us five hundred times, and you will be charged no tolls. 
tolls. So fees, maybe, but no tolls. Okay. So let's get your your take so far. Um, B, you've been in studio with us here today. You see us fool around. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you What do you think could make our show a little bit more exciting? For you. And you can't say a different topic, okay? <laughs> That's the only thing, because we're stuck with this one, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from what you've seen, mm-hmm. I know it's an on-the-spot question, but I want to get an on-the-spot answer. Um, uh, I actually think what y'all doing is good. What could y'all do to improve? Um, maybe some hitting bats. I mean, some, you know. Some, some sound some effects. Sound effects. Sound effects. Oh. All right. Boy, does Thornton look like a sound effect guy to you? I think <laughs> for Thorne some reason. Thornton actually, he might can do the, the uh, sound effects itself. <laughs> He's that awesome. Uh, well, we'll get, yeah, you know, that's good. You know what I did when I first started the show? Just uh-huh. uh, I had about. You know, I, I, I downloaded from somewhere, and there's about ten soccer things. Vuvu, yeah. The Vuvu sound, yes, yes, good stuff. I lost it. And the crowd. Well, what a disc! Did even you see these anymore? Those kind of discs anymore? No. The, but that's what it was on when I did no, it. No, they don't. So we let's do that. Let's put yes. that on the list. Let's put program. that on the list. You know, I'm going to put that on my list. Get a life. Get the <laughs> get the website going. Sound effects. Got sound it. Okay. Effects. You can get that in the programming. Okay. Too bad I can't get a life. There you go. Too bad I can't get a life that easy. But it's it's a tough thing. Man, um, but Eric, if you need a little bit of help with that, uh, we have B here to help us because I need one too. <laughs> yes, I heard they was on sale. I was trying to buy one. Oh man! So let's um, let's uh, let's find out a little bit about. Let's say major figure. Just give us a quick history. What you guys did? Uh, how important you guys were and still is? Uh, we um, actually major figures is a rap group from Philadelphia, Philadelphia natives who came on the scene in, in like about 99, 2000. They were uh, a mixtape sensation. They would put mixtape, uh, this one back in the day when they were calling it um, independently bootlegging your own CD. Yes, yes. And they worked that, that work for them, and it took them to get a, a major deal to having a number two single in the country, Yeah, That's Us, mm-hmm. uh, BET, MTV. They did Soul, we did Soul Train. And um, What was your role? I was you, the you only were with girl them then. of you, seven guys. Wow, Soul Train. Seven got, yeah. Don Cornelius. Don Cornelius. Great show. Great show. Come on, I surprised you with that throughout the Don Cornelius. <laughs> I when we I did it, I think that was probably the uh, last year or the shows leading up to the last year of it being a, uh, the Why show's finale. Why did it never go off? I don't know. I mean, that was a very popular. Right. It was like bandstand. I guess it just kind of ran its course. Right. I mean, every show does. Yeah, you're every right. show you does. Know, I mean, they, then they started with the local dancing on air and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And that was that. That kind of went away too. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks well. Everybody looks at these things now as we all sit the with it in front of us right now. Technology has taken over. But anyway, so that's that's so you've been involved for quite a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought I, you were about like 22. Oh, thanks for the compliment. You're very welcome. <laughs> I was, watch out, dude. I've been I mean, trying to guess. I'll tell you. Um, I'm on a roll this weekend. This way you did that. You're okay. top shape. Um, <laughs> sir, it's because, of, it's because of you that the show has been, um, let's say, moving so smoothly. So, B, moving on. Um, what is the, what is your future as far as music, writing, rapping, performing? Where do you see yourself uh, heading up? Uh, right now, I'm in the middle of doing a um, five-song EP where nice. I record about uh, 10 to 20 songs and pick the best five and yes. just promote that five. So um, this has been, let's say, your art mm-hmm. for some time. What has kept you, uh, let's say, at the grind? You know, What has kept you motivated to keep producing work? 
because I love music. Yes. So, you know, anywhere I go, a beat, a sound, a, I can never not go past the studio, never not talk to a group member that always keep me in the loop and it's just something that I'm going to overcome. It's, this is my this is my baby. This is my project. I'm working on it. It's going to get done. It's the let's do it now. So, so. We, have a, we have a quick caller and we want to get him in. Martucci M. Martucci M is calling right now. We are ready for you. We Where am Martucci? If you're reading it from the Hebrew Bible, it'll be oh, M. Martucci. M. I don't Martucci. Know. Hello, is this Mr. Martucci? Martucci is uh, he's, he's, in the, he's in transition. He's down the pipeline. He's coming down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pretty soon he's going to be on the air, but he's in the pipeline. He's going to be here soon. Um, so be, while we wait on, on Martucci, <laughs> M. Martucci, uh, just one question. Um, so let's say young Philadelphians um, uh, getting ready for their future, their life, their careers. What piece of advice can you give either young athlete or any young um, artist, any young artist, athlete, any young person, what piece of advice could you give them to, to achieve their success? Just to continue to go hard. Continue dream to- big. Yes. Dream big. It ain't, if, you, if your dreams doesn't scare you, then they're not big enough. Ah, <laughs> no. if so you yeah, if you don't have dreams, you might as well just die. Seriously, it's all it's all Listen, about. That's I what mean, it's about. this is. I mean, it may not be a big dream to many, but this is my dream. Okay, it's your being dream. a lawyer was not my dream. No matter the it's age. My I mean, job. we're not putting no age limit on this thing. We're just gonna dream big and let it no. scare you. Ah, so we have Matucci on the air. Hello, sir. How are you doing? He's not on. He's on. He's off. He's, a, he's like an M. indicator. Martucci he's he's like a, is in the building. <laughs> Mr. Martucci, we would love to talk to you. Yes. But we're, we're having some kind Oh, he's on the air. Hello? Are you here, sir? And he's off. <laughs> <laughs> he's not working. Yeah. He's an indicator. Yes. Once again, I will throw the disclaimer out that I have no idea what's going on technologically. I just work here. We just work the mic. I just talk into the mic. Okay? Our voice. I mean, you know me. Probably talking in the mic's been a problem for me. So, you know. Not at all. Anyway, so, yeah, stay with your dreams. You're, you're so right. I didn't mean to, like, kind of jump on top of that, right. but it's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, like Thorne. I said Thorne's Thorn, got, like, got dreams, man. But <laughs> yes. the point is, man, one of these dreams, you know, he's going to find his main calling and that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. yeah. because I spent my I love my life I wouldn't change it with that for anything but I sure wish I could do what you're doing mm-hmm. I wish I wish my my income was based on my passion right that's a great thing well sir now I that know. you have thorn in your life we can make that <laughs> transition that sounds dangerous not, not is that a thorn, like a thorn in your side not a thorn in your side, side of, okay. I'm just or about my to Paul, say you know, like the, not okay. in your side I but in that. your life you know right, right, um, right. those dreams let's say I give you peeks into them as a reality like you're living in a house of let's say what you used to what you think how stuff works and I give people a little peek into what stuff can be if you dream big like, like B- Bianca says um, your dream should be big to scale you because if, go if, ahead because if they're not big if they if, if they're not if they don't scare you then they're not big they're enough, not big enough. <laughs> i love that yeah that's true yeah. i'm so, scared to dream big you know that thor yeah because i'm a little nervous i i hold back a little big dreams like i have great ideas but thor's like oh, he says this stuff and i'm like you know what through everybody who who made it big uh-huh a lot of people looked at them and thought they were crazy. I yes. mean, you know, that's Everybody. probably a sign that you're kind of on the right road, man. It, it is. The one <laughs> if a lot of people think that you say, hey, the earth is round and, you know, everyone thinks you're going to walk off, you may be looking in the right direction, yes. man. So yes. I'm with you all. Yes. I think that's great. I think if, okay, so Eric, I, I, I asked me the question. We have, by the way, we have to go in seven seconds. We have seven seconds? Yes. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. This was the Boo Boo Soccer Show. So. <laughs> 
I can do a lot of things in seven seconds. But yeah. everybody, thank you all very much for joining us. We obviously you can tell we had a great time. We'll be next next week. Maybe a little tweaking with the time, but we will be back next Sunday with lots of guests and all the soccer will be back. All of my soccer will yes, be back. Yes, EPL. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you all. Thanks for thank having you, me. Thank oh, you yes. so much. Beautiful soccer. <laughs> that was that was fun, man. It was fun. Are you a soccer fan wondering where you can catch the soccer match with a great pub atmosphere? The Iron Abbey in Horsham is the place featuring EPL, La Liga, and Champions League. Also a proud pub partner with the Philadelphia